You know this kid? Yeah. You know where he lives? Yeah. Deliver mail to his house? That's it. Yeah. Well, from now on, any letter from that school to that kid's house comes directly here. You understand? Yeah. If another letter from that school goes to that kid's house, in the fucking oven, you're gonna go ahead first. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> okay. That might have been the greatest intro ever. <laughs> so how's everyone been this last week? Good, man. Yeah? Good? Yeah. Nothing exciting. Justin had his birthday. Yeah. Got to he also birthday. went fishing on uh, Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Did you catch anything? A couple of catfish. Yeah. You went uh, on a boat? No, no. I just uh, went off the pier out in Cedar Key. I can't. Uh, I can't get in. Now that I've gone out and fished a lot on a boat, I can't get into shore spoiled, fishing. So unless it's like up north in a brook, yeah, or, yeah. or, or a lake. Well, but down I mean, here. So let's just imagine that you, that had, you don't have that a boat. You, that you had your boat, and then you don't have a boat, <laughs> and, and that's and, where you are. And then, the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime you want to come shore fishing with me, I got some good spots. <laughs> That's what's key about it, too, is people in no good spots. Up north, we knew all about the good spots. Yeah. So I mean, the pier in Cedar Key is kind of crowded a lot of times. That's why I don't like pier fishing. Yeah. Because I, it's, you, I don't want people walking That's in actually so the first time Fishing I've, loses my excitement the with second other, you have to see another fisherman yeah. or someone walking by. Can't yeah. you anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I wouldn't tell you if I was. And, and <laughs> that's why I didn't go to the spot that I normally go to is because there was somebody there. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be like... Okay, well, I'm coming to fish and yeah. take up half this spot, like because I can't stand it. When people, people don't do want that competition if you're a fisherman, no. and everyone should understand that. And also, I feel like you know, at least for me, like it's half the of the best reason, eight win. yeah, <laughs> half the reason I do it is for some, you know, just like solitude, just to be alone. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's so, very kind of zen, like yeah. You know, and, but cool. honestly, I went to the pier because. On Monday, there was nobody there. Yeah. So I had the pier to myself, even though there was somebody in my other spot. You know, I was like, yeah. well, screw it, you know. I feel the same way when I go out and play golf. A lot of times I just want to go and play with myself. And then you meet up with somebody and mm-hmm. say them saying, you know, go ahead and play through. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, Come on, join me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know I'm you, here, man. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so, happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> feel older <laughs> i feel <Actually> wiser <laughs> <laughs> for no reason than i was 10 years before. ago <laughs> well hopefully everyone enjoyed last week's episode was the character actress pod which i loved i can't yeah. wait to do the next series of that we'll do that next month or uh, a little further on today what we're going to deal with is our director's series Please. now can you remember i have them on my list here we have done five directors for our director series, can you name them, historian Justin? Oh, name all of them. Um, let's see. No, I can't. <laughs> can you, can you name did, one of them? I know we did Spielberg. <laughs> all right. Um, what else you got? We did Tarantino. Uh, oh, yeah, Dave's got go. Tarantino. Um, we didn't do um, the guy who does all the comedies that I can't think of his name. What's his I name? I think we did uh, J- John Land. That's who Did he's we? thinking of? Yeah. Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. We haven't done him. Yeah. We, haven't but we, we just to. feel like we have because we've done <laughs> him and Joe Dante. I mean, yeah. we'll go a while without talking about the movies, hopefully, and then we'll come we, back we and Fincher. them. Fincher, there you go. You're oh, missing yeah. two. Oh, man. Ah. I'm not even trying to think. I've... <laughs> <laughs> These two arguably are the, well, one of them's... John Carpenter. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. 
You want the other one, Jess? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know the other one? Um, I, I'd have to think about it for a second. The but. other one involves two people. Oh, it's the brothers. Yeah. Cohen. Oh, Cohen Cohen brothers. The brothers yeah, Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers Cohen. And the uh, person we're doing today, we probably would have even done him earlier, but when we started doing the director series, we had just done the gangster pod mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. arguably there's like three or four gangster in, movies on his yeah. uh, on his list so we wanted to kick him a little further back and this is the fabulous martin scorsese Heck yeah. and uh he's the man he's always been the man i always like martin scorsese he did get in trouble for a minute it was always the type of movies i mean i didn't i'm not sure how old i was when i watched my first one probably i was probably pretty old older yeah you know? i think i was probably like 15 14, yeah, 15. that might have been it. I'm I'm assuming The Color of Money was probably the first movie I saw, so maybe I was like 11 or 12. We probably wouldn't have been allowed to watch Taxi Driver. No, no. And they were totally against us watching uh, Last Temptation of Christ. We'll talk about more when we get to that one, yeah. <laughs> why that is. That, that was fabulous. But it, he's one of those directors like Tarantino, you know. He gives you these kind of shocking scenarios and shows you a different... Uh, part of life that you don't get to experience uh, mm. a lot of time in a lot of his movies here when you really look at him it's he, that's kind of his thing it seems like that he wants to uh, kind of share his knowledge of all these kind of underground subject matters like bringing out the dead when he's talking about the ambulance drivers and everything which was based on like a really great book by the real life guy and just the weird shit that happened to him. So, <laughs> did you ever see that? And I hate to even mention his name, but that Bill Cosby movie um, about ambulance drivers. Bill Cosby movie ambulance. about ambulance drivers. Yeah, it's like it's not did. Leonard Part Six or <laughs> Ghost Dad. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure he did. Did he do a lot of movies? I don't know. I don't he. Know. It's like his name was like Grandma or something like Interesting. that. What was it about? It was a comedy. Yeah, it was like because the ambulances used to be like uh, subcontractors for themselves. So mm-hmm. they used to compete with each other yeah. to get to the site, you know what I mean? And so that's what it's all about. They're fighting it's, on the patient. Get in mine, get in mine. It's oh. called Mother Jugs and Speed. What? Yeah. Oh, that is crazy. Who else is in it? Who <laughs> uh, else is in Mother Jugs and Speed? Uh, you'll have to give me just a second here. I didn't get that. I'm Hopefully, going to create I... a band and I'm going to name it. <laughs> Three-person three band. Maybe that should be our alter egos. <laughs> Who wants to be Mother Jugs? <laughs> I'll be Speed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave, your mother. <laughs> uh, Raquel Welsh, Harvey Keitel. Shit, Harvey um, Keitel. See, you're right on top Alan, of it. Yeah, right. I like it. Alan Garfield, um, LQ Jones, uh, Dick Butkus. <laughs> I, I think that's the <laughs> I'm first in, time. I'm in. I Was think this like 1970 something? Yeah, I think it's 70s. like 76. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. I don't know why I think well, of that. I'm but, gonna, yeah. When I listen to this, I'm going to look that trailer yeah. up and watch it because that's pretty <laughs> I hilarious. I try to avoid... I'm, I'm avoiding anything with that guy in it. I, and that's why, oh, yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. why I apologize for mentioning the name. I mean, it's, it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough. I don't think it's tough to avoid shit from him, though. No, I mean, no, no. In general, I can go without watching Ghost Dad for a while. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been, but a while. like, Letter Part Six might be more difficult. <clears throat> yeah, but I have but the memories. About, but think about movies like uh, The Usual Suspects. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard. I, I, I like that movie. I haven't yeah. watched a Kevin Spacey movie since that shit happened. Yeah, no, I haven't either. Well, I've watched Twenty One. Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. even watch that. No, I think I watched Seven, but he's so little in Seven that it just didn't even yeah. matter. Yeah. And even hearing his voice, I, I watched like a clip from Bugs Life the other day, and I was like, man, he even ruined a kid's movie. Oh, that's right. And I watched that, uh, the one with uh, what Sam Sam Rockwell on the moon. Oh, yeah. 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 Damn, I wish he wasn't in that, too. That's I know, awesome. right? Uh, they just pulled Brian Singer off the uh, Red Sonja movie, finally. 
That guy's they, a fucking didn't they, scumbag. But they man. pulled and they pulled him off of uh, of. It was something before that. That, that movie that won oh, the yeah. Oscar. Yeah, was, the Bohemian Raps. Yeah, that, he was, that Rhapsody. was part of his thing too, and they pulled him off it. But he's—I don't know how the hell people are even giving him. Don't work rape anymore. children. Yeah, I mean it's that simple. <laughs> I mean it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> I mean, everybody have it written down and keep it in your wallet. If you need it. <laughs> Remind everybody once a year. <laughs> uh, but Martin Scorsese, let me tell you. They, he did some earlier films. I had to trim this down to like 16, so there's some of his movies we kind of left off here, but we have all the biggies on here. But just to give a little bit of love before, I mean, his big movie that kind of took off everything was Mean Street. Uh, but uh, did I not pluralize that? Is it Mean Streets? It's Mean Streets, right? Uh, let's yes. See. Yeah, it's Mean Streets. For some reason, I didn't pluralize. That's going to bother me. Where the hell's my pen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pause uh, the pod. Quick. <laughs> shut this shit down. But I wanted to give a little love to uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Uh, I haven't seen it in forever. Do you know what this is? Uh, this is the movie that spawned the Alice TV show, Mel's Diner. Okay. Uh, oh, really? And everything. And it's still uh, Ellen Burstyn, and that's a reason alone to uh, mention it, is she won the Oscar for this. And it's Ellen Burstyn playing the uh, Linda Lavin character. I'm not sure who plays Mel, but she's got a kid named Tommy. It, it's all the same character names and everything. Is it Flo done as a and, play? No, it's no. done as a uh, No, oh, no. Maybe. I don't know. That would be good as a play. But it was basically uh, Ellen Burstyn having kind of this relationship with a, a repeat customer that's always at the counter, and it's Chris Christopherson, huh. uh, which I, Scorsese has always been a fan of his. He's used him a lot, and he even mentioned him. Uh, he was a big kind of factor in uh, Taxi Driver because it was remember the record that he gave Sybil uh, Shepherd was the uh, – uh, Chris Christopherson album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was great. It was amazing that it was uh, a fabulous movie that had a lot of drama and a lot of kind of comedy in it that spawned that series. And I don't think many people know that that's where uh, Alice came from. Hmm. Shit, did, there's so many did anybody even trans? Know. Did anybody transfer from the movie to the actual TV show? I don't think so, unless they were super super minor. Because I like, I the, think no. The later boss on, they was did. great. The uh, the woman who played the flow in the movie. Uh, was great. You've Is seen that Chris, it. Kiss my grit. Uh, not her though. <laughs> not, the, not the girl from not the girl from Gremlins because that's who that was. Yeah. When uh, in the original Alice, it was the woman from uh, from Gremlins, and we've seen her in all different stuff. And she left Alice about four seasons in, and they got the girl from the movie that played Flew to come in and play uh, the original Flo's kind of role. Huh. Which was kind of she been sitting fun, by and she was good too. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pissed you didn't pick me in the first place, but I'm ready now. What's I'll that, take that paycheck. What's that movie? Um, was it Deal of the Century where the dude's waiting on the phone oh, call? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that? Have you seen? No, it? no. That's I just great that you, you telling me that story. That, that's great that you uh, remember that just from us telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy from uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. Oh wow! <laughs> Tried to get him to drink the poison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Wallace Shawn. Inconceivable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wallace Shawn. <laughs> uh, but Mean Streets, man. Let's talk some Mean Streets. And this was a movie that I think a lot of people, unless you were around that time and uh, that was kind of your time period, a lot of people went back to watch that after Goodfellas came out. You know, and I think that was the case with me. It was like, oh, he, he started with an original gangster movie that was really uh, phenomenal. And uh, that was Mean Streets. Now, do you guys remember Mean Streets? I remember... I remember of parts of it because it's been probably a decade since I've seen it. Um, <clears throat> great cast, and it's cast it's all that, the same dudes that he's used so much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of directors out there that love like repeat 
kind of actors that they use over and over again. Yeah. Scorsese is huge into that. I mean, how many times he's used Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro. Do those, has a, have uh, those two worked before together? Uh, who's Since? Uh, Keitel and they were Taxi Driver together. That's right. Uh, yeah, so they were in, they were definitely in Taxi Driver. Uh, I can't remember the last time he's worked with Harvey Keitel. To be honest with you, I, I don't think he's uh, Scorsese he's worked with Harvey Keitel since Last Impatient of Christ. Harvey Keitel has in he's been in a lot of movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's done. And he's great. He's in awesome. all of them. He's really great. Yeah. Uh, but with Mean Streets, Mean Streets was the that is what got him on the map. That is what got his star kind of raised because before that he had done Alice's Livery more. He did Boxcar Bertha. He was a uh, Roger Corman guy. He started along with a whole bunch of different people from Roger Corman. Roger Corman helped him out, got him in the business, and then he just took off super quick with Mean Streets. And De Niro had never worked with uh, anyone before, and uh, I think he had done some plays and stuff like that. But he certainly hadn't worked with Chris Scorsese any. He came in the play that Johnny Boy character, and it's a character you never have never seen De Niro go back to play. It, hmm. It's really interesting. He he's just, kind of a screw up. He's a screw up, and he's a wild card, and he's just he's kind of like he's like an immature Tommy from Goodfellas, yeah. I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Keitel is dating his sister, and he just wants. He loves Johnny Boy. Everyone loves him, but he's just that screw up. He knows that's gonna. He's the John the, C of uh, the Irish mob. Yeah, the movie. state of grace. Yeah, <laughs> he was exactly that. Or even, uh, I mean, even Tommy, for a lot of ways, screwed a lot of people over in uh, Goodfellas. But with Johnny Boy, it, it was the one thing that was keeping Harvey Keitel from moving up in the uh, the business of the mafia. Uh, they were kind of all low-level guys that hung out in the uh, tavern. One of their friends owned the tavern and everything. But remember, he kept screwing with the uh, the the other mobster who was the guy from uh, Point of No Return. Remember that guy that was in his underwear that yeah, they had yeah. to break into mm-hmm. his uh, place and uh, take him out at the very end? He played the uh, guy opposite. Uh, he was also in uh, Oscar. Oh, yeah. yeah he was one of the guys. Like, Damn, who was he in Oscar? <laughs> He was the one that uh, one of his one of the one of the gangsters that got uh, caught in the street, and the FBI just happened. Kirkwood Smith just happened to be out on the street and leaned into the car to talk to him, and they had their guns out and they put him down. He was the main mobster there, Uh, but he had a constant feud with Johnny Boy, which was hilarious to watch. But you could tell, and. Harvey Keitel is continuously having to bail him out over and over and over again, and there's a great scene at the end where he finally gives money to uh, De Niro to pay off this other mobster, and the mobster showed up, and instead of paying him <laughs> off, he couldn't help himself. He just set the money on fire in front of him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and uh, told him to go fuck himself. Wow. And it was an amazing scene with it, and then he just, like, ta- uh, tackles him over the fucking bar, and it's it's really good. You could tell that this was the precursor for Goodfellas and what was going to be done. i go back and watch it. It's fun, man. It's really, really good. And you can tell him early in his career, and he it sets up a lot of shots because he does those great dolly shots that uh, that you remember over the years, and uh, it was phenomenal. But go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this might be the only movie that both David and Robert Carradine are both in together. Oh wow! Yeah, Mean Streets. Yep. They were both, David and Robert. Were yep. In this. David Carradine was drunk. Uh-huh. Robert Carradine was boy with gun. Well, see, and it's it's interesting. Uh, almost, if you were in that Roger Corman school of acting back then, uh, everyone was connected, and those Carradine guys were totally all yeah. Roger Corman guys. Mm. So it makes sense that they would know them, and he would just throw them in the picture. That's fun. Yeah, I guess Keith. Uh, 
I guess which ones were in there? David and Keith. What's the other one? Uh, Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones, the the other ones, the one you don't revenge expect the to be their game. brother. Yeah, the Revenge of the <laughs> Nerds of the guy. Yeah, he's, no, so he's the weird, one that's man. in it. It's him and those three uh, guys are completely different dudes that do totally different roles. Yeah, I mean, one of them's dead now, but uh, this T went up the bank. <laughs> do you laugh every time you think about how he died? I just do, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, I mean, uh, come on, man. <laughs> we don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 1976, man, Taxi Driver. This mm. was huge, huge movie. Uh, when we realized what this movie was, mm. uh, me and my friends would just watch it over and over and over. You talking again. to me? You, you talking to me? Yeah. No I don't see any bills around here, so <laughs> you must be talking to me. <laughs> see, it's interesting. You know the lines and stuff like that. Yeah. You, don't, you said you never seen No, I never have. you never seen, never this seen one? Taxi no. Driver, man. I know. Oh, there's yeah. there's a number. What, it's one part creepy. Until we get up into the 90s, you can just count me out. But I enjoy listening because, yeah. like, you know, it's, well, br- it's good background. Bringing Out the Dead is the one that next time you're at my house, we need to watch that like, right. immediately, man. It's just too much. I, no, was, well, you, if you own it, watch it at your house. That's mm. right, because we'll watch something else you don't have. I forgot you said you thought you owned it. I mean, this. I, I don't know who I liked more in this movie, acting wise, and I certainly didn't like Jodie Foster as a person. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> like, I don't like something about her. We've talked about this. We've talked about this, but I did like her on in, the woman's pod. Uh, yeah, on the woman's pod. Remember, I said I didn't like her as a woman. <laughs> I told you to cut it out. You didn't yeah. cut it out. <laughs> something about her irks me, but. I appreciate well, that. Well, she was a 13-year-old prostitute in this movie, so oh, maybe wow. that was it. I that, mean, yeah, that her, could do her it. mom yeah. was on the set with her and shit. Yeah, that's it was a weird, creepy tone to the movie. Yeah. So, does, like, De Niro's a taxi driver. Yeah. I imagine, from Great. what what I understand is he kind of becomes infatuated with somebody. Is it Jodie Foster no, or something? No, Sybil Shepard. Okay. And I the, mean, at the same time, he's kind of he, taking he, this... Girl, not maybe not under her wing. He's crazy. He's like kind of a vigilante too, right? What's that? Isn't he kind of like a vigilante? No. Well, what's going on here is he's just kind of this weird guy who's stuck in this mundane life, Mm. you know, and he decides to take a chance and introduce himself to Sybil Shepard, actually goes right into her. Remember, she's running that. She's like Democratic uh, campaign. Yeah, with uh, something. Robert Brooks? uh, No, uh, No, Albert. Albert Brooks. Did you say Albert? Yeah. Well, then you were right. (laughs) 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 You said Robert Brooks. I was like, who's that? Yeah, Uh, yeah, with Albert Brooks. And they go out on a couple dates. You know, he brings her flowers and everything. And and he seems a little weird, but then she (laughs) shows who he is. She's just completely (laughs) uninterested in him after a while and kind Uh of like scorns him and pisses him off. And he gets kind of like... He gets crazy, mm-hmm. and he would show up at her place and make a scene, and they would show her off, and he's pretending to do kung fu to Albert Brooks and everything, and he, he leaves. You mean and, Robert Brooks? Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was, you see him going around town just being strange, man, and doing stuff, and he ends up getting his uh, – he ends up meeting Jodie Foster when he sees Harvey Keitel on the street. Harvey Keitel plays the pimp oh, wow. with this long he hair, great. man. He was a funny-ass <laughs> role. This is another role you haven't seen Harvey play uh, before or since. Uh and it was it was great. So he they have that scene where he goes up there with Jodie Foster. He doesn't sleep with her. He just talks to her. He gives her money for a time and everything, mm. and uh, goes out to breakfast with her. And I, somewhere in his head, he decided that he wanted to kill. Uh, I think it was Harvey Keitel. 
No, the uh, well, that was one thing too. But he was going to kill the president, or oh, uh, remember he was in the remember he shaved his head into a mohawk and goes full ass crazy. Wow, he went and got and, the guns and got uh, he had the gun that, that would pop out of yeah. his hand and everything. But then after that went down, he decided to go to Harvey Cantel's place, and uh, and that was the big scene. He mm. walked in there and he kills everyone. Oh and wow, it's, and it's messy as hell. It's really gross. Yeah, and that's that, when and it's the, memorable. The, I just remember uh, the stairwell. He got shot in the in mouth. The, too at some point or he shot somebody else in the mouth did he get someone to get their fingers blown off yeah it, w- it was someone got their half of their hands just blown off Ooh. completely and I, I think I had seen uh, seen how it was done it was like a monofilament line that was already on there and then they just ripped and was some able to remove the line or something wow uh, and it was really neat and uh, they had to cut away the ceiling. Remember, they had that shot with from above, and it was he really does that slow. Shot a lot. And uh, that was a real ambitious one for sure, too. And it uh, kind of ended all fucked up and just seriously bloody. So a lot of it was pretty tame until that last kind of ten minutes. Ten minutes, man, and then it just it just went insane. I love Taxi Driver. I liked Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle was great in it. He played one of the taxi drivers that was yeah. kind of schooling De Niro of how life was out there and everything. And they called him the Wizard, I think. Yeah, he was great in it. He's the he's the guy from uh, Disorderlies, right? Yeah, yeah. No, or not, uh, not Young uh, Frankenstein. No, well, him too. Yeah, yeah no. You're um, thinking of uh, Dream Team. Team. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. Go, yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, That's the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. That yeah, guy just great. makes me smile. Yeah, he went too soon too. Yeah. All right, this next one. Fabulous one. It's won uh, De Niro the Oscar. His first Oscar, uh, Raging Bull. And actually, it'd be his second Oscar because he had already won for... Uh, Taxi Driver. Uh, right? No, for... He should have been won for a whole lot of things, but there's only won two Oscars. One of them was for Godfather 2. That was supporting actor and oh, then wow. the actor for Raging Bull. And uh, I loved Raging Bull. Uh, you've both seen Raging Bull? You have I've seen, seen Raging no, Bull. I've seen it. Yeah, it was great. It was... Uh, I heard that he had done it in black and white to set it apart from Rocky because Rocky had oh, been done in 75 and he didn't want it to be kind of hey this is just another Rocky story and everything because mm-hmm. this was the story of Jake LaMotta who uh, was a real life dude shot uh, or fought Sugar Ray Robinson and uh, <laughs> basically it was the uh, <laughs> he later in life he was kind of a weird guy oh he was he and was he at was the like, Oscars when he, it won he was like I hit Sugar Ray Leonard so many times, I got diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this was basically his his exploits kind of in the ring and out of the ring, Uh where he was just a pissed off dude, man. Mm. He was just an angry, angry dude. So every time you didn't know what was going to set him off. So he was sitting at dinner. And Joe Pesci's in this Joe movie. Pesci plays his best friend. This is the first time they were in it. And apparently uh, Scorsese had them like live together for like three weeks so they could start bonding. And then after that, they became like best friends. Oh, wow. Uh, that's kind of where it started was Raging Bull. Who was great in this was Kathy Moriarty. Who I love Kathy Moriarty, man. She's got that really... What is... What was back then a very kind of sultry smoker's voice? Now it's probably not as uh, sultry in her old <laughs> Sounds age. like mine. She was the, a lot of people, uh, I always tell people who she is from uh, Casper. Do you remember Casper? Mm, the Christina Ricci one? No. Oh, no, man, yeah. she was great. She was that evil woman that was, gonna, that was coming in with from? Eric Idle. I just want uh, to picture her face. Oh, she was in Copland. She was the one that was trying to uh, to warn Superboy. By putting the thing on his glass. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Harvey yeah, Cantel's yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was dumping garbage yeah, yeah. <laughs> in people's yards yeah. and shit like that. Yep. Yeah, she's got that really raspy-ass voice. So that's interesting that she's uh, uh, she kind of had that connection with uh, De Niro in that movie, too, in Copland, even though they'd never seen together. Uh, 
but yeah, I, it was fun to watch just kind of their volatile relationship, even though it was like toxic as hell. But just to see De Niro screaming at her and her slapping him, there's a famous scene where he slaps her, she slaps him right back, and they go back and forth like six times oh, shit. and everything. And it's all about because uh, Pesci's like his quarter man, right? Is that who he is? So, yeah. He's his friend and mm-hmm. his quarter man. So he, he's trying to separate this inside the ring outside it's the an ring interesting thing, dynamic for the two of them because all i've ever seen them play with the you know when they're on screen together yeah. is you know like mobsters. gangsters yeah. yeah interesting yeah it's fun and we're gonna see him in the irishman oh, and, uh, yes he what did he do at the end of the film well this was like the, the what, first time what kind of made this notorious and it was definitely the first time where it concerned everybody now it still concerns people but people aren't as shocked by it is uh at this point that he had he had gained the most weight an actor had gained for a role, uh-huh. and it was it was crazy. They, they could have easily put him in a fat suit. This yeah. was not at, absolutely like necessary. Seventy pounds, and I think that's probably what shit. got him the Oscar because wow. people realized what he did and put his body through to to become this role mm. and completely it takes separate a long himself time from it. To lose that weight, Hell yeah. yeah. And he lost it, and he kept that. I guess not until it was beaten by an actor who gained seventy pounds for a role. Can you guess who that actor is? Uh, probably Harold Ramis. Uh, no, that that was naturally. That wasn't no, no. Role. <laughs> <laughs> He he said he did it. He said he gained weight for his role as a pathologist. Oh in, yeah, in like what was it Groundhog Day or no? It wasn't no. Groundhog Day. What was it? Uh, multiplicity. Multiplicity maybe. Was it Multiplicity uh, where he played the doctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't him. It was uh, D'Onofrio gained seventy pounds for Private Pile. He was fit as shit, dude. Oh, wow. He was fit as hell. Like, uh, like how fit he was in Adventures of Babysitting yeah, yeah. when he played that like Thor-type yeah. character. That's how he was before I'd seen pictures of him before it. And then he had to gain 70 pounds wow. for that role. Yeah, And he didn't get even an Oscar nomination. Russell Crowe did it in The Insider. Yeah. He was in the interview about his diet. Bourbon and cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> Bale did it for American Hustle. And and he lost it. And he lost it for... I would think losing it's even crazy. And I will still do it for $20 million. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No one's taking you up on that offer. I know, dude. Time. It's been out there. So I even know, I almost went as far as to say, <laughs> and you can take my foot, but... It's got to wait I on that money. Off. Yeah, Man, you know, they make prosthetic now yeah right <laughs> they're made out of I've like titanium yeah. they look happy <laughs> <laughs> with 20 million dollars in the bank i would be, be too you'll be like that guy from i'm gonna get you sucker that has the aquarium shoes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <No gee. laughs> all right this next one man is 1985's me and dave just watched this so we're very familiar with it is, ha, you uh, think so? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> My memory goes like yeah. we're on your phone a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's 1985's After Hours, and I had gone a long time before I had seen this, and I had seen the cover for this on video since back in the 80s too. It was like the clock with the guy with his head twisted, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, around. Yeah. Uh, it was always on the uh, friggin' shelf at the video store, and I had never oh. known what it was. It was just a comedy in the comedy section and everything, but it's got a lot of kind of. It is definitely a comedy, but it's kind of more of a, uh, a dramedy, I guess you'd call it. Uh, this started the great Griffin Dunn. I always go to the same place when I'm trying to explain Griffin Dunn to someone. I always say, you ever seen uh, American Will from London? He's the uh, friend that decomposes a little bit more and more every time you see him. He's the best part of that movie. Yeah, he's really good. He's still <laughs> acting. Uh, my wife saw him in... Uh, we had just watched it too, and she loves that This Is Us show, which I can't stand. It's uh, it's just too soap opery for me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. horrible. Uh, and... 
I saw the clip from it when she was watching it or it was coming up or something like that. And it had this old, old guy who's playing this Vietnam vet who's going through PTSD, like really bad. Mm-hmm. And it's Griffin Dunn, and you would never in a million years recognize him. They look like they aged him a lot. I couldn't stand to watch, but I saw that he was in it. And I was, <laughs> and I was excited to see that he was still doing some He's serious still doing stuff, something, man. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks completely different now, too, which I, I love about... I mean, they probably don't love it, but from an acting standpoint or a directing standpoint, I love the idea that you can cast these great actors in different types of roles when they get older than you could when you were younger. Yeah, he, you, he would not be today. He could not play that after hours role. He would not be able to do all the running. Uh, <laughs> What's the name of that? Uh, the new one you said, the Irishman. The Irishman. I wonder if they're going to use any of that CGI technology to do like flashbacks during that, of, and to make them younger, and just have them be able to Maybe. do that. That that doesn't seem like Scorsese style. Yeah, to that's me. true. Then again, he did put Hugo in 3D, and I was surprised he had done that. Mm. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I guess they're already putting teasers up. So this teasers up, it's got to be coming out. I'm imagining that it's going to come out before Christmas for award season. That's oh yeah, almost all his movies do that because he knows he's going to win awards for it. But after hours, I don't think it won any awards. But this <laughs> this movie had a shitload of. It was a shitload of fun, and it had a whole lot of actors that we hadn't seen a whole hell of a lot at this period. Had John Hurd, who's the dad from Home Alone. Had the mom from Home Alone. Catherine O'Hara was in it. Uh, who else was in this? Um, the waitress, the Terry Gar. Terry Gar, yeah, she was great. She was great in this. Uh, Linda Farentino was in this, That's and right. the main girl, Roseanne Arquette, yeah. was in this. She was really great, and she was huge at this time too because she had done Desperately Seeking Susan, and everyone had known who she was. I'm not sure which came first, Desperately Seeking Susan or After Hours, but uh, she was great in this too. And this was a, it was one of those kind of mousetrap type of movies or domino type of movies. Where Griffin does this normal guy, wasn't his? Uh, if he had just gone to the three days, wasn't Bronson Pinchot his, uh, his like buddy at work? Yeah, was that this yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, he was like this tech guy who just went into the city and met this girl, and from there, this huge kind of he gets her number adventure and he, goes he should on. Have waited to call her, man, because. Yeah, he goes over to her house, and one bad thing happens, and it leads to another thing, and then, and it's not too spoiler because it happens kind of the middle of the movie. Rosanna Arquette dies. Yeah. Oh fuck! She, she ends she up takes a bottle of pills. She takes a bottle of pills and uh, and totally ODs. He goes back there, finds out that she's dead, thinks he's in deep shit for it. Now, uh, remember the this was a great example of kind of the adventure that happens. He he can't get enough money to just get on the subway before he finds out that she she OD'd and killed herself at the apartment. He's he's trying to get home. He doesn't have enough to get. They had just raised the fees to the subway. Yeah. Remember the guy's like, you need 35 more cents or something like yeah. that. He, he wouldn't let him pass. So he goes to this bar and he's talking. John Hurd uh, is the bartender. Super young John Hurd too, man. He left us too early too. I love John Hurd. Uh, and he says, I'll give you the money. And then he tries to get the money from the register. He's like, damn it, I left my keys at my apartment. And can you go to my apartment and uh, and get my keys and then bring them back here and I'll give you the money to do that. So he has got to do that task. And during that task, something horrible happens. Oh, and he can't get back to John Hurd in time. And then he... he he meets Catherine O'Hara. Remember, at one point she's yeah. like she's like weird in this movie. Super weird. What was she? She was driving the like ice cream truck or something, and she got everyone in town to remember there was. They a, thought he he was breaking into people's houses. That's right. That was so like a confused. common thread that was going through this whole movie that started at the beginning. <laughs> that watch out, somebody's been robbing these apartments. Uh-huh. So at some point, they think Griffin Dunn's the guy, 
and uh, Catherine O'Hara like riles the whole town of everyone looking for who the burglar is. Mm-hmm. And during the whole how time, gotta, how you got to tell them who the burglar is, though. Tell us who the burglar oh, is. Oh, Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A random, holy shit, Cheech and Chong are in this yeah. movie uh, type of situation. <laughs> it was That's fun, great. man. It was fun. I liked the ending, how he got back home. I can't remember the remember ending. Remember they... She paper macheed him. The mob was looking for him. That's right. That's so right. So she paper macheed him. Uh-huh. Then Cheech and Chong, who had had a paper mache statue early on in the movie, but he took it. Yeah. They thought it was that statue. So but it they, was actually Griffin Dunn in uh, paper macheed up. Paris so they grabbed him and put him in the back of the van. And, oh, shit. And they were, getting the, they were doing the getaway, and the back van door came flying open and he came tumbling out and smashed right right in front of his apartment. Right in front of his apartment. The whole night he was trying to get back there. <laughs> Literally, you saw him fall out of the back of the truck. He broke in half. Yeah. And then he stood up covered <laughs> yep. with dust. Yeah. The it movie just, was over. It Boom, just kind of slicks awesome. his hair back yeah. and walks into his building. It was fun, man. It was one of those movies that it you... It didn't seem source no, like not at all. A couple of shots. Yeah. You could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all, really. You could, you could go through that whole movie and not realize it was a Martin Scorsese film. Now, this next one... Me and Dave just watched this yesterday, and I love this movie. I watched it a lot growing up, and not until recently did I even realize that it was a kind of direct sequel to The Hustler was 1986 Color of Money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always in my head was like, oh, this is where Paul Newman's character went when he grew up, but I never kind of connected that, oh, shit, they had the same names. <laughs> it's huh. Fast Eddie Fusion or yeah. Fast Eddie mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It's called Fast Eddie, and... Uh, Color Money is great, man. Why don't you tell us a little a Color good, Money here? I mean, it's a, it's a one part pool playing, one part gambling. Mm-hmm. And it had and Tom a Turturro in it. We had made that connection. We're like, oh, oh shit, shit it's great. Turturro's in two of the greatest like kind of uh, gambling. gambling movies out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was his girlfriend? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. Yep. She was really it was basically those three guys. You know, they were the big uh, people in the whole thing. Yeah. He, he Tom Cruise was a prodigy pool player, but he had... He had like a, some arrogance that doesn't even. He, begin he to, was arrogant, but he was also oblivious and kind of. Yeah, he wasn't too bright. undisciplined. So Paul Newman was like, "I can make a lot of money off of this guy." But what's exciting about this, and it it really helps if you watch The Hustler, because in The Hustler he was basically Tom Cruise's character, but not as cocky, mm-hmm. and he was being taken advantage of by uh, the kind of the real asshole in The Hustler was George C. Scott. He adds that great line where uh, Paul Newman loses to uh, Jackie Gleason at the end. He's like, you owe me money! And uh, he, it's really fun how that kind of, uh, where it goes from there for his character because you kind of hope that he's going to be that Jackie Gleason type character who's just kind of a gentleman and uh, playing those games when he was uh, older. And he's ends up turning out to be more like... Uh, George C. Scott's character where he's kind of an asshole. I mean, he is and he isn't. He's an asshole because he's a scrapper, really. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah. That he's just trying to find the next thing. But he ends up just randomly at a bar watching Tom Cruise. I think it was his bar. Oh, was it his bar? Is that what I it think was? Tom yeah. Cruise just came into his bar. Oh, okay. Bar. Well, that makes sense then. Well, he's just sitting there and he's talking to... Uh, <laughs> and you can tell that 
they're kind of a low level team. Uh, he girlfriend, and girlfriend and boyfriend, yeah. uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Mary Elizabeth. She's making the bets, and it's like stupid twenty dollar bets for anyone that wants to come in and uh, play him and everything. Right. And he's like, "I'll give you the break. I'll give you the uh, the eight ball. I'll give you this yeah. and everything. No one will play me. Some will play me for fun." Yeah. And then Paul Newman's like shaking his head, and he's like, "Is this guy for real?" And but he's also seen him like run that room, man. Yeah. And he says he's got talent, but he is like undisciplined, like like a motherfucker. There was a lot of twists in this. I. I didn't quite understand. I was hoping that the end of the movie would resolve when uh, Forrest Whitaker beat yeah. him. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Whether was that was really f- whether he was staging that for show. I don't think he was. Or was he I don't, genuinely I don't think he was. upset? I think he was genuinely. He drank too much. Got and taken by that and guy. Got taken and by, just by was, Harold. Yeah, I always Harold. He was really great. Uh, so yeah, he comes up with this great plan that he wants him to play in the. Uh, uh, what is it? It's a Not Vegas, ball. but the Atlantic City. Atlantic City, Atlantic City is nine be ball like the championship. Nine ball yeah. championship. But nine before ball, that, right? yeah. he's got like three weeks that he's going to take him on the road, and they're gonna uh, they're gonna hustle. They're gonna right. hustle people. Yeah. But Tom Cruise fucks it up every t- uh, time, and there's some great moments where he comes in there and he's gonna uh, remember he's gonna he goes in that one place and he's gonna play uh, somebody straight and. He can't do it, man. He has to show off. And once he shows off how great the he big is, money players the town like, is ruined for yeah, him. You, right, you're not yeah. hustling anyone yeah. here. And then he realizes that he has to use his skills to be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of lose to people, get them to uh, kind of uh, that's the gambling double game. Nothing, yeah, like, double uh, enough and triple enough, and then and then yeah, you nail then him. you get him. Yeah, and then you get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, but Newman fucked him several times. Remember, he left him without money that yeah. one time. Tom Cruise was actually pretty decent. He was like. He's like, I can't take money off this guy. It's one of those guys that had the throat uh, kind oh, of yeah. uh, adapter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tom Cruise didn't want to screw him over. And Paul Newman wanted to teach him a lesson that, no, you, you don't. it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. Right. So he just leaves him high and dry with no money. He mm-hmm. says, all right, let him lose. Uh, let him win. And we'll, we'll pay him off and we'll chalk it up. So he tells him to do that. And then Paul Newman just disappears like a sure. fart in the wind. <laughs> and what he's actually, he's upstairs watching it happen. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's just watching Tom Cruise trying to handle the situation. One guy becomes six guys and they just start pushing him around. He gets his ass kicked. He gets clocked in Oof. the face Hit really hard. Once really hard. Yeah, really hard. Side, and Paul Newman finally comes in and gives him the money and just... Uh, and I don't just, think he even gave him the money. I think they just grabbed him and they dumped him in the car. Oh yeah, he pretended he was his father. His father. My son, I told you not to come down here and he slaps him around and dumps him <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and he's like, you never let down with anybody, man. This is, yeah. That's your lesson right now. Mm. And uh, he just... As much as you'd want him to listen to him, he won't. And then at one point, he kind of split up uh, from each other. Like you said, it goes in a lot of different directions on this movie. But what's the most satisfying, and I won't tell you how we get to this point, but at some point, Paul Newman realizes he's created the ultimate monster. And Tom Cruise is is far beyond bigger of a hustler than he ever was mm-hmm. and uh it's not good that he turned him into this guy uh-huh. he really fucked him up and he doesn't really do anything about it i mean <laughs> he's just like sorry and kind of has to do his own thing man but it was great to see young tom cruise playing opposite well, like major just veteran actor man. don't they yeah. same year i think i think these both came out same when year. did taps come out yeah 83? because uh 
Yeah, Taps must have been. What uh, color money was eighty six? It was probably eighty three, and that's when Tom Cruise started. Because remember, I told yeah, you yeah. he he got discovered when he was just doing he drills. Extra, he was an extra. He was an extra doing drills, and then someone didn't show up, and he was, and they realized this guy is giving a thousand percent every day. Let's have him step in, and then boom, someone's yeah, Tom both Cruise. Both came out in eighty six. Both came out in eighty six. One yeah. came out in May. Uh, Top Gun came out in May, and the. Uh, Color Money came out in October. Now, huge man. I him. thought I thought that I remembered there was some kind of like where Tom Cruise decided that he was going to hustle Paul Newman, and the girl was kind of in on it towards the end, and they go to like they go to that nine Maybe. ball tournament. <laughs> Not quite that way, no. No, but. There is something. There is some something, something like that. Something yeah, happens. Okay. We're not yeah. going to say. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's, that's no, cool. because it's good. It's it's definitely one you should check out if you haven't seen it, especially because if you like gambling movies, the, yeah. this man, this is one right up there, and you get the two t see really three great actors because this was Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio. This was right after Scarface, like two yeah. or three years after Scarface, and she was phenomenal in that. And then after that, she went on to do some amazing stuff. I don't think we were talking about her the other day. I don't think I've seen her after The Perfect Storm. Hmm. I think she's done a couple of random TV and some indie movies and everything, but I think the last big movie she did was Perfect Storm. So, hmm. not a good one to lay off on. <laughs> 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 Gotta dig it. I can't help myself. <laughs> I tried. I really did. <laughs> All right. Now this next one, 1988. This was a movie me and Dave had had drilled in our head that was evil. It's gonna uh-huh. burn your eyes Never out. Never seen this. You go straight to hell. I still don't think I've seen. The whole thing in one sitting. I've oh, seen. It's a great movie. Ten clips, <laughs> really or twenty good. clips. I always said I, and I, I will always go out there in Front Street. I am uh, not religious at all. I'm an atheist. Uh, I'm a science. I believe in science. Uh, but me and Dave did go to Christian school, so I'm very knowledgeable. We went to Christian school a lot. Uh, yeah, we went to Christian <laughs> school a lot, and I'm very knowledgeable about the Bible, and I still find it interesting as a story. I wish someone <laughs> not, not this, as a lifestyle. As the worst what? telephone game, a game of telephone <laughs> yeah, ever. That's what we were saying. <laughs> so the idea that this would carry that this is what it was where it was back then. I was like, this guy was like doing car tricks <laughs> now it's, it's evolved into what everyone is going every Sunday to someone's mad right now look at this people, hate, under the people hate when you knock religion I, I used to Oh, I can, for a long I can time, appreciate it for people that need it and, yeah. and enjoy you want it any, I will never knock anyone's people. religion or uh, tell them so I'll just say personally, personally yeah well that's just stupid right <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Joseph Smith. <laughs> you always have color money. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's the only reason he had color money. Um, I used to right when we get out of Christian school, and I completely, I used to say I was. Uh, I wouldn't say I was agnostic as much as I. No, was. after the Christian school, I did still believed, but didn't do anything. You know, we didn't go to church anymore or yeah. anything like that. And then the older you get, the smarter you get. The uh, more you can rationalize shit and realize that this is a ridiculous notion. Yeah, that, I don't know that anyone would know for sure anything like that. Of course, uh, you gonna say <laughs> you gonna you got anything religious to add? No, just just what you just said there, like that anyone would know instantly. The South Park came to mind where Kenny and Cartman go and live with the agnostic people because they like. Both of their parents got into uh, fights and got arrested from drinking Paps Blue Ribbon. Well, I don't remember this one. This oh, fun. man. So these people, like, refuse to either admit or deny that there's a god. <laughs> so, like, they the whole, the whole thing That's is, funny. like, there's no way to tell. Like, oh, and they torture the kids by, like, hosing them down with a keg of Dr. Pepper. Oh, I Because do it's this. neither cola nor <laughs> fruit drink or something like that. Like... <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny, oh, man. We can't possibly know. But it was it was ridiculous to me that the church had a problem with this. You didn't say the name of the movie. Oh, yet, did Last you? Temptation of Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Last Temptation of Christ, and it was a great movie. It's obviously it's a movie about the Bible. It's a movie about the William life. William Defoe uh, plays Jesus. I look, think. Look, just like how people had depicted jesus to look he was really uh great in this movie <laughs> i mean man in, from an arab land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, in real life it, it certainly would be more uh he would certainly have darker hall of skin than, than uh will man what are you talking about devoted. jesus was white as snow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the middle east i'll believe but i won't believe that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all ridiculous <laughs> but there was like one scene that people the church hated about this. I remember when this came out, and they would preach it, and they would tell us in the uh, oh, friggin' from the pulpit and everything. This was 1988, so we were we, we were, were in it, right man. In the thick. Yeah, we were in the thick of it because <laughs> we went. I went to re- now. Christian were you school, guys allowed to see this movie? No, or? Okay, no, okay. don't even watch it. No, don't no, even no, no, mention it. Okay, uh, it was, and it was, uh, and what was ridiculous about it? Would have been it, a it good was movie, the right? Exact, it was the exact thing that they would want there's one moment in the movie where he's on the cross and he's having visions of how of things that didn't actually happen or everything and he ends up in the vision is sleeping with mary magdalene Uh they're like the the was she like the town whore i guess is what you would call her back then and uh and that was it that was the problem they had with it almost everything else was straight out of scripture and it was done really well i mean you got to see him do the sermon on the mount he got to chase the money chasers away uh, you got to see him crucified. Not it wasn't insane like the passion. Harvey Keitel was Judas. Harvey Keitel played Judas oh, in wow. it, and it, it was guy. fun, man. It wasn't He's in a four bad... movies already out of the five we talked. Yeah, about. yeah. We could uh, just early on. This, it was very we just turn Harvey this into a cartel or a Harvey Keitel pod. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Switching it over. <laughs> Who wants to talk Bad Lieutenant first? <laughs> oh hell no. <laughs> but uh, it was it was good, man. It was a good movie. Uh, I always thought it was ridiculous. I probably went years after uh the christian school where i even wanted to see it it was to the point where i was like it was way after i even had come up with the notion that religion is bullshit now probably watched it it was you like you were william well that's what it was too now i wanted to go back and watch it as a movie standpoint and everything and i uh, it's weird. Like we watch Jeopardy, I can like I'll run the Bible category. Huh. Like I should be a, a, a hard-nosed Christian. But, yeah. <laughs> I just like Proverbs twenty. I just one. like facts. Yeah. And Wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, yeah. and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Yeah, uh, see, the, the only, I get there. The, too. Only, <laughs> the only one I know is Genesis one twelve. God gives all seed-bearing plants and fruits to man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, wept. Jesus wept, man. That's yeah, the, that, that the was another. Bible verse. Mm. Jesus wept. Funny. All right, yeah. So that's all I'll say about that. It, it was the actors in it <laughs> nailed it. Willem Dafoe nailed it, and Willem Dafoe had made a career out of doing like unpopular roles. See, man. I, people forget about him back then with Platoon and all the different stuff he was doing. He did not give a shit, and he was all about it. Like I said, I haven't seen this one, but I said this the other day. Nobody dies like William Dafoe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know how he dies on this one, exactly. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> all right. Now this next one. One of the biggies, man. One of the big biggies of his. This is where his career just turned around and he could do no wrong. From this point on, it was a blockbuster that made multi-million dollars, which was interesting because people had assumed that his career was going to go to shit after uh, Last Impatient of Christ because you was don't take really on the church, Was there man. really a was backlash? Bad. I was bad. It, in Hollywood with him, though? Uh, well, no, not in the Hollywood, but with the with the audience who is going to pay to go see their movies, yeah. which kind of reflects to the producers that want to take him on. I mean, he wasn't... 
huge, huge. I mean, he was a pretty big up and coming so, director at this I'll go time. Back to, I'll go back to gangster movies. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves a good Well, that's exactly, exactly what happened, man. Yeah. He, he came out with 1990s Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. so massive, man. When yeah. did, did we see this together the first no, time? No, I was in Port Charlotte and you were up north. And you had told me, go see Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, I think you warned me that there was like 300 fucks in it. Uh, because at <laughs> this point, in 1990, we had just come out of the Christian school and my uh-huh. mom had still wanted to she stay religious. She had residue religious. of Christianity yeah. still floating around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, she loved it though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things, you know. And like most That's people, awesome. they'll forgive certain things, yeah. because it's that good. Yeah, and uh, this was that kind of thing, man. No one had seen a gangster movie on this level. We had all had seen The Godfather and The Godfather Two, but that was slow and artsy and kind of uh, glorified at times. You know, there was ring kissing and shit like that. There's no fucking ring kissing, and this no. is blowing yeah. your head off. I mean, and this is one of the first few times you got exposure to Ray Liotta. Absolutely, yeah. This was probably was, the first was thing awesome. I saw him. And was, I'm sure uh, I now he was probably in something wild before this. Yeah, that, uh, I've seen. I had seen him before yeah. that, but that's when he really. This is when his everyone's career took off. Even the people whose careers were was huge already. at this time. Joe Pesci had been acting for forever. Uh, yeah, uh, up to this, this but no one remembers thing. him from anything abandoned. but this. From this point on, <laughs> which came out, I think, the same year he did Goodfellas and Home Alone the same year. Oh Damn. wow! So this was like huge for Joe Pesci, and then he went on. What he he went on strong for about 15, 20 years, and then he just slipped out of the business. And yeah. now he's slipping right back in. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Uh, we haven't talked the super yet, but we're gonna work oh, that uh, in super. Here, <laughs> <laughs> what is it, milkman? Why do they call yeah, you? Yeah, why milkman? you call it milkman? Because I, I killed the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when he shows oh, I up. Love the super. He I'm gonna go up, home and buy that. He's got his basketball clothes. He shows up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on eBay and buy that. Oh, man, I love that movie. Such a great movie. <laughs> uh, not to get off topic, I went and bought a random Blu-ray the other day, and I wanted to know if you had heard about it. It's uh, Dave hadn't heard about it. I've never heard of it in my life, but it was uh, part of the. There's a production company that's doing horror movies called Scream Factory. And yeah, like I remember you talking about them. So I'm, I'm looking at what their titles are, and I saw one. It's called Death Valley. Came out in the 80s. Had the mom from Child's Play in it. And her son was Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story. And he looks about three or four years older really? than he was in Christmas Story. Still super young. And they move to a trailer park and encounter huh. like a serial killer that's killing everyone around them. And it's never like this crazy it. random horror movie. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Ordered it. Can't wait for it to come. Hell yeah. Uh, Death Valley. Never heard of that shit ever. That's hard to get by me an 80s horror movie too. They just redo the Screen Factory. Just redoes Yeah, the they buy the rights the... to it. They uh, give a better transfer. They do documentaries. They go and interview the act. Find the actors. Interview the actors. Really? Put out trailers, posters. Really good. <laughs> horror, horror fans love that shit. I'm telling you. Uh, physical media is not only coming back because Sounds people like are people model. are starting to get uh, pissed with not having physical media because of internet problems or uh whatever other reasons uh so you can they're starting on the rise price wise but uh horror movies are always super super collectible dude you need to check out that movie desierto i sent you that trailer too you sent, you sent me a trailer yeah when? about the a uh, couple weeks ago about the what's his name uh jeffrey dean morgan oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah he's he's great man I love dude, that. that's a fucked yeah. up movie it's, it's out already oh yeah it's been out for a few years oh shit well yeah, i'll yeah, definitely yeah. check that out yeah. But, all right, Goodfellas, man. Yeah, this was one of the you told me you got to see it immediately. What are your thoughts on Goodfellas? I mean, the, the it's awesome. Yeah. The, well, uh, it, I liked it was one of the first times that I really liked the narration. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta did great. Did great I like job. narration. Narration can be done really well. In did De Niro films. do any uh, narration in that, or was it all? That was that was Casino. It was that's, Casino. Yeah, okay. Lorraine Bracco did do Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, that's right. She, she was great in this. in this too. Loved her in this. This started her career too. She went from this to Medicine Man. Oh, shit. Ben Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos. Medicine Man. Yeah. Haven't you ever lost We haven't talked keys? about that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about that movie, too. This is where his his kind of camera style all of a sudden became obvious to people. You know, like that tracking shot through the bowels of the club that went all the way out to him going to the dance floor and everything. And that, that I mean, it was like a three-minute tracking shot. Mm-hmm. And those are really ambitious. He did a lot of quicker cuts in this movie than he did in some of his other ones. Yeah, his whip pans. He's he's known for a lot of that type I of script. was pretty solid. Oh, the script oh, was yeah, super solid. This was based it was on a, a great story. This was based on yeah. a true story. The guys were already in hiding. Remember when the movie came out, Geraldo ended up finding Henry Hill and put him into disguise yeah, and had him on there. They, oh, everything. shit. I think they were... Get in trouble for the Latanza heist. Latanza house was the big thing that was kind of surrounding it was like this. Like six or eight million the, dollars in cash. The book is the called Wise Damn. Guys. The, uh, and I read the book by Nicholas Pagelli. It's a really good book. And uh, he, he had a lot of help with Scorsese when he made this movie, too. I think he was a consultant on, on it. And I, because I think he might have been connected to somehow to it. But the, yeah, the Latanza heist with uh, uh, when they robbed the. What was it? The, uh, the airport, the airport there. Yeah. And it was like. For that time, the biggest heist ever, man. The uh, I remember this song being on the radio when we were when I was working in Port Charlotte. What song? The Tears in Heaven. Not oh, Tears no. in Heaven. Layla. Layla. Oh, which yeah. which had been which had come out like 30 15, years 20 years before it. But that. that piano exit. Yeah. It's just a piano exit because I didn't use that first yeah, part, mm-hmm. and uh, that became super famous because that's where he shows. Did the, the montage bodies. scene of all the people that. Got had to get rid of get taken and care personally, of. Personally, I was thrilled when he did that in Casino. When he came back and did it in Casino, mm. that kind of just slow montage of everyone dying. Yeah, it it really, it was. That was Sam it was, Jackson. That oh fucked yeah, fucked up. He didn't get rid of the truck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Relate to your own funeral, oh. <laughs> man. But uh, really. Francis Ford Coppola kind of started that with uh, Godfather because mm-hmm. he did that collage yeah. of everyone dying all at once mm-hmm. and everything. So it was probably kind of an homage to him because they, I know they were good friends. And the character arc. Oh, yeah. From him. Being be- able to tell, show him as a kid. Like watching him when the helicopter's at the end running that's, around. Uh, fucking that's like, that's like one of it's, my favorite It's literally scenes. like three different movies, yeah. you know, when you, you see him yeah. raising up to become who he is. And then it's all the stuff with Lorraine Bracco. Yeah. But then that's, and it's almost, it's like pinpointed in the movie with like almost the kind of a strike of a, uh, of the edit or the yeah. sound when it starts and it's that last chaotic scene that's just intense yeah. and she dumps all the coke in the toilet, toilet. And he comes oh in and god. he's like we needed that you killed us yeah you killed us oh my god <laughs> i love the stuff in prison i love the that yeah that short scene in prison yeah when they're cooking and you say yeah. this dvd didn't work for you this did, didn't work. Did not work. Did not. All right, I'm going to find you. Another yeah, they're like the slicing the, uh, the garlic the garlic razor blade. Razor blade. Oh, yeah. man. It's got all those great stuff yeah. that you just remember back in the day. And the, just the actors in the movie, De Niro, it's hard to say who was the best in this movie, too. I mean, I, I guess if you had to argue, you'd say... Uh, you say Joe Pesci. His mom. <laughs> yeah, she was good. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to say Joe Pesci because he won the Oscar for it. Uh, yeah, that death that, scene from the Get Your, shoe, get your Shine Box... Uh, yeah, with and, uh, uh, Frank Vincent, man. And Frank Vincent's been around with Scorsese and all these guys yeah. for years and years and years. Now, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, that was it. I, I was going to say now in this though, because I always get this one confused. Isn't this the one um, with Spider? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Michael Imperiali, who became huge yeah, in, uh, he was in Sopranos. In Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, my man. God. That's, that's De Niro's fault, because Nero's like, you can let it? Can yeah, let no, it? exactly. You let that guy do yeah. that to you? I mean, you can think about that What scene. did you think he was going to do? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't picture myself when I first watched it, because I've seen it so many times, but I could just imagine those pivotal scenes playing out in the movie theater, watching the audience as it's playing yeah. out. To, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. As, like, filmmakers and everything, once that movie is made, we're like, this is the next big thing, man. Everyone loves Goodfellas. No one doesn't like Goodfellas. Yeah. And there's so many great lines and just... Uh, what am I, clown? I'm here to amuse you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Great stuff. I, I, those, se- those scenes, the uncomfortable ones yeah. when you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That they did it once with um, Johnny Depp in that. Uh, yeah, in uh, Black Mass. Black Mass. Yeah. Uh, I just love that Joe Pesci's not even come close to playing that character before. I mean, since then he has. Yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah, him yeah, yeah. We've seen him randomly do it here and there. But at that time, he always played like the character he played in Raging Bull. You know, he was just mm, the kind the of the buddy. Lethal or Weapon I, 2. Easy yeah. Money. You know, Easy Money, easy money was, was a big buddy. one. He just played the uh, thing. Yeah, and Lethal Weapon 2. Well, Lethal Weapon 2 was after, after Goodfellas. How was it? Yeah, it was like 92 or 93. He went back to comedy. He went back to comedy. <laughs> well, now it's just crazy because you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think. Yeah. <laughs> he said comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but when you think uh, him and Goodfellas, I mean, on the surface, he doesn't look like somebody who you would be scared of. But right. You literally are scared shitless. Yeah, no, watching he gets this movie. vicious. Yeah. yeah. And even you wouldn't even think he would be able to take that to an 11, and he takes it to an 11. In I mean, casino. it's the yeah. small, oh, yeah. small yeah. person's complex. Yeah. Combined with unpredictability yeah, yeah. I mean, well let's jump off let's jump off goodfellas we'll jump to cape fear boing. and then we'll go to Ken, and then we'll <laughs> hop back to joe pesci and casino because boing. cape fear was <laughs> cape fear i definitely rem- have strong uh memories of going to see it in the theater mm-hmm. uh it was that time 91 was huge to me i saw every movie i think in 91 that was out and uh this was one that i knew was coming out I had already loved De Niro at this time. And when you knew going into it, De Niro was going to be a bad guy. Yeah. You knew Nick Nolte was huge at this time, was going to be in there. I mean, they cast this, like, Juliet perfect. Lewis. Juliette Lewis, who we didn't know at this time who she was going to turn out to be. Yeah. So it's fun looking at her back then. And uh, Jessica Lang was amazing in this. And you had those old school actors from the original because this was a remake. I mean, when you think Color of Money, that was basically a uh, sequel to it. Oh, I should mention, too, isn't that... I will predict right now that that will be one of Tom Cruise's next movies after he's done doing The Mission Impossible is a third one because it makes sense that he would be the Paul Newman character. You have to think someone's pitched that idea to him. And and Scorsese didn't do The Hustler. I mean, so he was was doing a sequel for someone else's movie. So I could see somebody else doing it or Scorsese. I would be... I would be... How old is he? He's probably like... He looks, I think, older than he is. I think he's probably close to the 70. Uh, I... I think he's older than he is because when you look at him in like Taxi Driver, when he's got his thick black hair, <coughs> that's one of my least favorite scenes. Seventy six. It, it oh, was a good him? scene, but it was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy, man. It and was creepy. How old is he? Seventy six. Yeah, so he's not that. Yeah, and it was racist not as hell. Yeah, oh yeah, he was just, <laughs> super nah. racist scene that he, that he does himself. Yeah, in Taxi Driver, he, he's in a lot of his he's own. Not movies. a bad actor. No, that, he's good. I mean, he was great actor. He's in really that scene. good. There yeah. was a couple uh, things I had seen him in Quiz Show. Quiz Show. He was great in it, and oh, he wasn't. I don't remember him that either. wasn't even his movie. He just came in and he did a quick scene for like Robert Redford. It was awesome. 
Uh, he played no one of the execs. You don't say no to Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does that great fast talking thing. Yeah. Which is really clever. All right. So Cape Fear remake of the original. The original had Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck. And he showed homage to them by putting them both in the remake. Oh, really? I didn't know Gregory Peck was the shady lawyer who got Max Cady off. Oh, wow. Max Cady yeah. showed up all beaten up like Nick Nolte, a guy twice his size. Yeah. Him out. And uh, then Robert Mitchum was the guy that worked with Nick Nolte who's suggesting, if I were you, I'd get a gun and uh, and protect your family right. and everything. You tell me to do something illegal? He says, oh, I wouldn't tell you to do that. Excuse me the hell all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. But in the original, Robert Mitchum, who's kind of the decent kind of guy in this remake, was the Max Cady character. Uh-huh. And Gregory Peck, it's weird Gregory Peck has played super crazy spectrum levels of insane because he was probably the biggest number one decent human being if you were to do a decent human being list playing Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. And then Tom he, Hanks. And then on the other <laughs> end, he played uh, uh, Boys from Brazil. Yeah, He played, what's his name, uh, Mengler? Mm-hmm. And that, and he was crazy, insane Nazi. So he can play both levels. <laughs> it was great in this. That is the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I liked uh, the girl from Stir of Echoes. Oh God, yeah, she, uh, Eliana Douglas. He bit her cheek. Beat her cheek off and spit it off on camera. Do you remember that scene? No, My I don't. God, dude, you seen uh, you seen Cape Fear though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He take he gets crazy and he wants to. Uh, it's somebody that Nick Nolte was having an affair with. Mm-hmm. And Max Cady, because basically we, we kind of got ahead of ourselves. So you haven't seen it. It's basically Max Cady is this hardened criminal that was kind of set up and in prison because he had yeah. a shady-ass lawyer who buried evidence that would have got him off. Right. Granted, Max Cady is a murdering scumbag. Right. And, but, but even murdering scumbags if you're a, are... If you're a lawyer, are, you need to do it. So deserve due diligence. Yeah. So when Maybe. Max Cady gets out of prison... I don't know how Nick Nolte did not have the foresight that this might happen. Yeah. When Max Cady got paroled and got out of prison, it was his w- number one duty to fuck in with life. Nick Nolte in it, life. He had no yeah. other job. And he stayed within the law most of yep. the time. He was smart. He or, read yeah. the books in the prison and everything, what he needed to do just to get under the uh, law. And it yep. would frustrating to a point uh, of major frustration. I mean, other than the end of the movie, my one of my favorite scenes is the when he comes in the play oh, yeah. room. Yeah. Talk about the, it hard. Scenes. Yeah. That's a difficult he's, scene. He's hitting on. And they don't. It, it's Juliette nothing Lewis. done. It's yeah. all inferred, and it's all just. He's un- being that southern gentleman type person. You mind if I sit by you? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> come it's out. Just, come out wherever yeah. you are. Oh, <laughs> oh, you mind if I put God. my arm around you? That was a uh, man. That was the trailer. I remember that yeah. it ended with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh my God. But he. Think, w- that's. I mean, to get back at somebody to do that to your. That's yeah. No, that's just incomprehensible. Yeah. It's bad, that, man. The, but the end scene was great. Probably cost a fortune. Oh, we skipped over it. the Elena Douglas thing, though. So what he does is he meets, he finds out uh, the secretary that Nick Dolte's having an affair with is going to be at a bar. So he goes to the bar, he meets her, they get drunk, he goes back to the house, and they start fooling around about to have sex and everything. And then out of nowhere, he's like funny and just uh, affable through the whole thing at the bar and then at home, yeah. and then he... A switch gets like turned when he's right on top of her. Remember, he starts being rough with her and pulling her over yeah, and pulling yeah. her arm back and then punches her. And then, uh, as an audience member in a million years, you never thought this was, was going to happen. He leaned in in that camera angle where they showed her face mm-hmm. in like the foreground and him in the background coming in, leans in, takes the biggest chunk with his teeth out of her cheek. Fuck. 
bites it and then spits it out on camera and just you could tell that she is not going to have an enjoyable evening. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, they show her. Remember after that? Mm-hmm. She, he has to go visit her at the hospital and he has that huge bandage and there's she's scared to death. There's no way she'll testify. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, she's, I'm not testifying. To the point where it gets so bad. Remember, he's got to take his family and yep. get yeah, the fuck out. Get out. Yeah. But before that, that scene with uh, Joe Don Baker in the house, that mm-hmm. was one of my favorite scenes, man, where uh, De Niro disguised himself as the maid and slipped in while Joe Don Baker, who had put the line all around the house, if he comes in here, I'll I'll hear him come in yeah. here and everything. And he's at that table, and you think that the maid's in there getting milk for him and everything, and then comes and just strangles the hell out of him in the uh, in the kitchen. It was awesome. Yeah, I love the Simpsons making fun of uh, Cape Fear with Sideshow Bob. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Kelsey hides, Grammer. Hi, yeah, Kelsey yeah. Grammer hides under the uh, the family vehicle and goes all the way to the uh, the end, just like how Cape Fear happened. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that was that's fun. Great. <laughs> yeah, that ending, man. Yeah. When he just went balls up crazy. I mean, he was crazy the whole thing, but by the time he had the flare in his hands, yeah, and he was spouting. But he was singing or or no, was speaking in tongues. He was like yeah, speaking he was in tongues. Crazy. He was talking about his daddy holding like rattlesnakes and uh, mm. things that were going on, and even to the very end where he's like in the river and the <laughs> water keeps going up and yeah. up. And I was like, this crazy motherfucker will not die. Yeah. <laughs> It must have been an intense role for De Niro to do. Man. Oh, yeah. I After this, I'd be like, man, I'm going to play a uh, police captain or something. Yeah, I'm going to go do Meet the Falkers. He probably did, went on to do like <laughs> This was probably around the time where I you, have nipples. Can you, <laughs> yeah. can you milk me? He probably did Backdraft. I think that was probably around the same time after this. He just, backdraft was a great role for him, yeah. too. Because four years later, and this is us uh, doing the Leapfrog, man, to Casino. All right. 95. From here on out, I saw every single one of these movies in the theater. There was never an, an idea that I was ever going to miss a Scorsese film. Film, hmm. uh, in the theater, so I, I I always consider this a companion piece to Goodfellas, even though it really is. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. you like one, you like the other. Yeah, because, especially just, because of the De Niro character and, and the, Joe Pesci, and and Joe the Pesci, Pesci character. Yeah. It's almost the same character. Oh. Well, not for De Niro. De Niro just wanted a straight ass. He just wanted to do his fucking thing, man. Yeah. Uh, Numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he wasn't going to kill anyone in the, in in this movie, uh, unlike. Friggin' uh, Joe Pesci, you just went balls crazy. James, nice Wood. James Woods was good in this. Sharon yeah. Stone was Sharon, awesome. Yeah, Sharon absolutely. Stone was great. I mean, I all love... the old schools, Alan King, uh, what's his name? The... Don Rickles. Don Rickles, yeah. yeah. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Yeah. Just with him with the shotgun. <laughs> uh-huh. the what's our guy <laughs> no. from uh, Usual Suspects? Uh, damn, I can't think of his name. Gabriel. No. no. The little guy who played the guy that was running the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. I can't yeah, think yeah, of his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. No, but I just, I love the very (laughs) first scene. Really? (laughs) I live in Queens. Yeah. (laughs) Monkeys come up with it. Now I got to look them up, man. All right, go ahead. Um, Yeah, no, I just love that very first scene um, with the car exploding and like slow motion. With the narration. Yeah. Oh, man. And the the one scene that's hard to watch, two scenes. He had the guy in the head in the vice. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when, when, uh, when Pesci and his brother get it. Pesci and his brother oh. is probably one of the most difficult death scenes in any film ever. Because I can't imagine getting beaten up in front of family members, watching your family member get Just, beaten up. Yeah. Knowing it, you're next to get yeah. beaten up. Anyway. It would be absolutely horrible beyond belief 
with a total stranger next to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to happen to a total stranger, to happen to somebody that you know and you care about, is I'd even get up worse. And, run. and it was the a lot of those scenes. It's all those little details that do it. It's him begging. And it was for all him. his friends that were doing it. Just yeah. kill him. Just it was, yeah. It was all. That's I mean, made, that's kind of the Frank way Vincent, you, that it was goes down other. in the mob. Yeah. You, what is the guy from uh, what did De Niro, uh, Pacino say in Downey Brasco? Yeah. It's you get it's your the call and it's your best friend that does it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. So. Yep. Frank Vincent, man, that was another notorious scene for him. For you could tell though that they hated him. Yeah, well, they hated him. They did that with some joy in their uh, heart. They didn't mind getting that call because if they didn't, they would have just shot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is though, is like Joe Pesci, want, you know, because uh, Robert I'll De Niro. <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro was out to Vegas. You know what I mean? He was trying to lay low, be yep. a little more legit, everything like that. And then you know, Joe Pesci comes out. And he's thinking it's the fucking wild, wild west, and he can do whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. Stops listening, you know, to what it, he's being told. You should mention what the catalyst was for all that happening, though. Well, it was Sharon Stone. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah. Sharon Stone was really kind of that horrible person that had her own agenda through the whole movie. He's playing yeah. everybody against everybody. each other and stealing. Yeah. Really, the most decent person in the whole movie was Ace, was uh, De Niro's yeah. character. He yeah. just wanted to run a clean hotel. Yeah. He could care less. He had run numbers when he was younger and had the affiliation with all those people he was with, but he just couldn't get out. Look at I mean, this. he had to do it. They're the, only, they're the ones who put him in there. Yeah. Look at this. I want the same number of blueberries in yeah. every muffin. Do you have any idea how long that'll take? The same number of blueberries in every muffin. Like Kevin that, Pollack. Yeah. That was, uh, the guy's name, too. You know? He was in that scene, too. So Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I love this whole movie. I love the, the stuff where they're talking, where they show the the mom being bugged at the uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. Early on, where they're showing him running the numbers and everyone... Uh, and just that old school stuff that yeah, kind of it's, reminded it's the you story of, of old Vegas. Yeah, you know what I mean. It really is. And it's just and it's, the stuff that they could pull off back then, and yeah. how much money them showing the money room. And I one of my favorite scenes is where they're going through. Uh, this person is watching this guy, and this person is watching this guy. <laughs> yeah, and there's the eye in the sky that watches everybody. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so much fun, man. I one of my favorite scenes too is where the uh, you probably never even been to a casino. Uh, no, never uh. been. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love when they're... Uh, I have. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like them very much. I've been to Vegas, I've been to Vegas twice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I love when they're blowing up all the old casinos and then they're like showing oh, yeah. what Vegas looks like the now. The old people and, walking down the steps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. You know, it's just... Oh, man. But yeah, I, I, absolute hands down favorite scene is the pen scene at the bar. Oh, yeah. You know, like... It's That's just, crazy. Just it's an pen. intense scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well... But that and, just shows his kind of craziness yeah it, it would have been fucked up though if like after it happened De Niro was like you know what that is my pen yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love the one when he uh, when the he hires that yokel who, oh, who fucks puts up his the, feet up on the machine no that was the guy that they uh, popped his eye on oh, actually was it? no the, uh, the oh. guy I'm talking about is the guy that they had work there and De Niro yeah. had to pull him yeah, off yeah, and yeah. it really screwed him that's what kind of screwed him big time with his yeah, uh, uncle it was, he, he should have put him on the he said, can't you gaming, lower him down, the way down commission. the trough? <laughs> yeah, and he should have. He should have given him a job, but De Niro wanted to stick to his guns and say, I can't trust him at all in any position he's yeah. in. But I loved him when he finally had to pull that machine. He's like, uh, it would never happen, ever. <laughs> yeah. You either were in on it or you're too stupid to know. Either mm. way, I can't have you here. Man. Right. It was good. The writing on this movie was uh, next level. Yeah. All right, this next movie, one of my favorites. Probably next to, man... 
It'd probably be third of my favorite uh, Scorsese movies right after Goodfellas and Casino is 1999's Bringing Out the Dead. Bring Loved out it. your dead. <laughs> Justin, yeah, Justin has not seen this movie. And it's, uh, he's definitely, it's on his uh, homework list to go yeah. home and watch the copy. I got you because it is so frigging fun, Did we dude. see this together? Uh, I definitely saw it in the theater. I'm not sure if we saw it together or not. I don't remember. Maybe. Man, you love this movie? I love this movie. Man. My favorite character is the so many great characters. Is the, is the crazy guy that was drinking the water too yeah. much? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark Anthony. Yeah. Oh, uh, J Lo's old yeah. uh, oh, really? husband. <laughs> you would I never mean, even known it was him. Tom's uh, John Candy was in this, right? John, Tom. Uh, not John not Candy. Candy. John. That would have been great. Um, John Goodman. John Goodman. And Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore was awesome. Ving Rhames. Yep. Basically, it was, and this was, I said earlier, this was based on a uh, a book by the guy that actually experienced this. It's it's about uh, fucked up shit. It's yeah. about an ambulance driver in New York, who's a company really. He, he's he's like an he's also he has like amnesia. You haven't said, you haven't said his name yet. Oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah Nicholas Cage. This is by the way, Nicholas Cage started. <laughs> so he plays the main character who has like insomnia and he has drug issues and he's just trying to stay awake and he's he's almost going crazy. He's almost a walking kind of. And he's seeing dead people. He's seeing images of people that he could not save on the yeah. job. Oh, and he wow. thinks being up for so long and doing this job is really kind of weighing on his soul. And we're watching him. We're just watching the day in a life with him, basically. <laughs> and we're seeing the different ambulance drivers that he are put with. We see him with three different ambulance drivers as partners. And they're all yeah. fun in, in different ways. He sees Sizemore's with, not He's with fun. John Goodman. Sizemore is a crazy man. Sizemore is crazy and it's hilarious to watch him play crazy. But uh, Ving Rhames is super fun. That's right. This is one of the best Ving Rhames roles I've seen Ving Rhames in because he plays that like uh, uh, that preacher kind of yep. uh, kind of role. He's I'll 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 preach God and slap the hell out of you. No, <laughs> that, that type of deal. who who was the guy that fell out of the balcony and got caught? Uh, on the... that's. Uh, What's his name? That's the guy from uh, he training He was buying day. drugs. He's from... the guy from Training Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really big uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guy that was the main guy that uh, was yeah. going to kill Ethan Hawke at the end. Uh, he played a completely different character. Because he was going there to buy drugs, The right? Oasis. The Oasis. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you're getting to see all this stuff play out. And he has this kind of interaction with Patricia Arquette, whose father is actually uh, there, there to pick her father up. He has uh, like a heart attack and then bring him to the hospital. So he keeps bumping into her and everything. And at one point, the movie just takes you to different weird places. You're basically seeing one of my favorite scenes is where he comes in to the guy from uh, the guy from Copland, who's his boss. And, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage intentionally comes in like late and everything and he's, he hands him his keys and says you swore that you would fire me if I came in late again you swore it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like I'll fire you tomorrow yeah. <laughs> and he grudgingly takes the keys and everything because yeah. he wants to get fired right. yeah, he he says they're not going to fire you man he says you're on here for good yeah. and uh, so you're basically seeing all the different experiences but at one point he he runs into Patricia Arquette again and she asks him to take her to this hotel this uh, kind of weird apartment building, and what it is, it's like this place that opium the guy. Den or something. It's like almost like an mm. opium den that people go in there, and they have rooms in the back. You stop. take whatever drug. He, it's called the Oasis. You the go stop in there. And pop. It, it looks like a wonderful Hell place, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in there. He, you want the drug of your choice? He's got rooms and beds in the back. And you just sit there and you, you just mellow out for a couple hours. And that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to go in there, uh, shoot up or whatever the hell she was doing, but. She's like, don't come in there. Do me that favor and everything because she doesn't know this guy, basically. Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage. At one point, Nicholas Cage decides to go in. 
He enjoys the hell out of it. And he has that great conversation with that guy from training day and everything. And we end up revisiting that location later on because they get a call. And apparently someone tried to rob the Oasis. Oh, shit. And that guy jumped off the balcony. And they're up high. They're like, what, 20 stories up maybe? And, it, he uh, was trying to jump to another he balcony. He was trying to jump to the b- balcony below it. Uh-huh. And he impales himself on these iron rod spikes oh, that surround and, the balcony. And they're having to blow torch the spike oh, off that's in his body. God. And they've got him on a rig and so everything. All the, and he's, and he's the holding heat transfer. Oh, it's a really man. great scene, well, though. Well, at least the, the wound would be cauterized. Yeah, almost cauterized, yeah. So, uh, Fuck me. It, and it's not like Jesus. an intense scene, too. You would think hearing about it, it's well, like... He was hanging off the Because he's hanging off it, but he, they're almost, joking during the whole thing. He would have yeah. fallen So it's a really kind of... Yeah. Gotten stabbed, but it's a very lighthearted scene for the most part. The whole movie is pretty lighthearted through the whole pretty thing. Much. And there's some great scenes. The scene where Ving Rhames, when they give the guy the adrenaline when he's OD'ing, do you oh, remember yeah, that yeah, part? Yeah. And he asks his name. He's like, what's his name? He says, I'll be banging. He's like, what? He says, that's not its name. He's he's like, that's his name. I be banging. (laughs) And uh, so he wants to put on this huge ruse uh, to everyone that's sitting around there watching it, not realizing that Nicolas Cage is down there giving Giving the kid adrenaline. So 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 they know he's coming back. So Big Ray stands his hand over me and says, Please, God, raise up. I'll be banging. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the guy <gasps> stands up like that. And the one dude watching is like, damn, you guys are good. <laughs> and I also remember the scene when they kept bringing the stinky homeless man in there. Oh, yeah. And he keeps running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy, the Mark Anthony not, character not, is, yeah. is also a great character. He has something wrong with his kidneys. And he's so thirsty. And he's begging for water. And the one emitting doctor is like, he's like, you... If you drink any more water, you're going to die. And he keeps telling him that. And he keeps escaping and running to the bubbler. And they keep kicking him out. And he's oh, my schizophrenic God. You see him through the whole movie. There's a scene where Nicolas Cage... Tom Sizemore uh, was going to beat him with they, a pipe. Yeah, they flipped. Remember, they flipped the, oh, uh, they flipped they flipped the, the that ambulance. Was a, that was, was an a amazing great shot. shot. Amazing the, shot. The one shot, I think they had the camera inside the flipping ambulance yeah. looking out. Oh, wow. And it was really cool. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I couldn't recommend it high enough. All right. Next one. This is like three years later. We've jumped over a, cu- a couple. We've jumped over Agent or since you know it's not. It's that period piece movie he did with. Uh, eh. Yeah, <laughs> not the greatest, but this next one was one of the greatest. Man, two thousand two, Gangs in New York. Oh, God. yes, New York. never seen it. Yeah, you've never no, seen. No, it. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Because you're the history guy. Why don't you tell us kind of what was going on around this time? Tammany period? Hall was voted the most corrupt political group of all time in the u.s that's insane <laughs> that's a lot of uh well they we haven't hit modern times yet yeah that's true. <laughs> all, you, you must uphold all appearances yeah, of the yeah. law, especially while it's being broken yeah <laughs> such a, i love but that he's a historic him, character that people they did the papers of the time the Greeley family that was in that movie mm-hmm. that horace Greeley, did the cartoons and stuff to, showed him looking terrible by ripping the so it was right at the end of the civil war or towards the end of the civil war this and it was the five points in new york where all the boroughs come together yeah um and back then it was like lots of it was the immigrants and what did um so who's this leonardo DiCaprio's in it um 
Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Why Cameron I Diaz. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> John C. Riley. A awesome. lot of really great. The guy that played the barber. I don't remember. Oh yeah, well, who's Brandon the guy? Gleason. Is that the guy with the stick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> with the club. So yeah. Oh, so, so basically, it was the city was a shithole. I mean. Yeah, it's better now. A lot of those Please. young guys on those crews, though, were like minor famous actors. You yeah. forget about too, like uh, Henry Thomas, Elliot was one of them from ET. Yeah, and Stephen huh. Graham, who became uh, Al Capone yep. in the uh, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. He, before that, he was he looked completely different. Huh. I always forget he's the guy from Snatch. Yeah, like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's him when he was young. Yeah. It's one of my favorite lines from almost any movie. If I had to make my top ten favorite lines that I love saying, <laughs> yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> Proper fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, Daniel so, Lewis, man. And uh, and the guy from Taken, Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam Neeson at the beginning. Neeson John C. Riley. Did you say John C.? I said yeah. John He said John C. Was Liam Neeson Leonardo DiCaprio's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, so what happened was he, the, the gangs each controlled area and every once in a while they would get together and have these crazy rumbles it was one of the best shots in the movie was that opening fight scene oh yeah oh man oh, the, the, the book snow ended, on the ground ended it with that really yeah, yeah. but so ne- liam nielsen's um loses yeah the battle and <laughs> and and his life and his life <laughs> And his son, as Leonardo DiCaprio, comes running up, catches his last... Very impressionable couple. Yeah. Probably should have taken him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come back to get you. God, man, he was like he was like 12 or 13, that age where you would automatically think it would be this kid's duty to grow up and kill this kid. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's a revenge story at that yeah. point. He goes to boarding school, and he comes back at like... Unrecognizable. 18 or 9, 20. Not even, he didn't even start puberty before He was a 7 or 8-year-old, so. yeah. now he comes back as an 18-year-old. Yeah. Um, I like yeah, he's, he's old and 18. I think he Put came back movie. as a 30-year-old. Oh, really? Maybe. I, he must have. He came from the boys' school, though. When we'll they just call out. it 22. We'll call 22. <laughs> really? He was probably 40 playing yeah, him, yeah, so probably. I don't know what, he was, what age he was supposed to be. <laughs> but... uh. He he gets he gets in with the gang that does work for the butcher. Yeah, and, and he kind of takes a shine in the butcher. Kind of takes a really shine as to the him. butcher. You can't really uh, fault him for not realizing who this guy was because he's killed so many goddamn people. He would probably yeah. be constantly worried if he was concerned yeah. somebody's loved one would always. Daniel Day Lewis does such a great job Holy of being crap, the guy that you don't want to piss off. Yeah, he did it in um, There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh. But he did it really well in here. I love this movie. I've seen this movie. I had it back when it was a two-disc set. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie enough. I've seen it a oh, few times. So I, I love it. I remember it. But like, I haven't seen it enough. It is such a good fucking movie. It really is. And Dan, like you said, Daniel Day-Lewis. In, in my mind, Daniel Day-Lewis is probably the best actor ever, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Sure. He's on my top five list, I think, just because of what he's capable of and how much he falls in the character. And people say that about him, that it, he is that guy from the moment they start till they stop, so he doesn't hang out Christian, with anyone. Christian he just Bale's doesn't stuff. Getting into that role I mean, too. even if you yeah. think you think my left foot, I don't know if you've ever seen him play that role, and that is an insane role mm-hmm. for him to play. And uh, he'll, he'll play like some... Very rarely now do you play see him play a normal kind of role. I think from here on out, we're just going to see him do, go Christian Bale style. And mm-hmm. like you said, I think I think Christian Bale is there. Uh, He's I there. think he he was probably on my top five also. He, because he, he can, can do he can if you can if you 
try to make the comparison from the, where he had to go to to where he was before, but think of his role in the fighter, and then think of him in in uh, yeah. the, when he just played this recent role where he played. Oh uh, yeah, Cheney. Cheney. Oh yeah. Do you still want to see the fighter? No. Yeah, I see that Dickie. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie just had so many great scenes in it. I love when Defoe uh, or Defoe uh, Daniel Day Lewis, the butcher, just goes all out crazy on Leo at the end, where he's like flipping the flipping cleaver. The cleaver, yeah. And, oh man, God, how do you? Even more so than Tommy from Goodfellas, you would be kind of shitting your pants in the presence of this guy because there is no. He doesn't even have to go bury the body afterwards, you know. He can yeah. kill whoever he wants. In the middle of the street. Yeah, he can know, kill whoever like, he wants. Yeah, that yeah. that scene where he kills Brendan Gleeson. <clears throat> in the middle of the street? In the middle of the street. Yeah. In front like, of everybody. Yeah. All the witnesses. The, you guys the, didn't see yeah. shit, did you? Yeah. Ooh. Nope. And Nobody he killed saw the nothing. cop. God, man. He killed John C. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. For he was him up in the fucking He was a vicious square. shite. This movie could have easily been called Bill the Butcher. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. just as good, man. But I love Leonardo DiCaprio, man. This is, was this the, yeah, this is the first Leonardo DiCaprio movie that he worked with Scorsese. And mm. now after this, the movie after that, the next four movies? Are you kidding me? Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six. We got six movies left. Five of the six Leonardo DiCaprio's in. No shit. So he found his horse. He found yeah. his new De Niro, really. Yeah. I mean, because that's what he finds actors, and I can applaud that. I like certain actors we've used. I'd love to use uh, them again. So it makes sense if somebody is giving you what you're looking for, that you'd have them in Especially there. Especially if you don't have to tell them much. <laughs> yeah. He knows what Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> the Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese pop. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> the next little bonus one, section for you guys <laughs> yeah, is going to be 2004's The Aviator. Oh, oh yeah, this is a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime when you can do one of those real life, true stories yeah. too about a character that people know certain aspects about, but not a lot of they people. know. Like, most of his people know him from having OCD. Yeah, the, the recl- or being a recluse. Yeah, you know, yeah. he kind of. Like people up. forget about how much of a brilliant engineer he was. I mean, filmmakery was garbage, but I mean that wasn't the that whole was idea. Was the highest grossing movie at the time? Yeah, but I mean it's garbage. And <laughs> not at the time though. Yeah, people, it was just so. It was not a good movie though. It was over the top. Uh, <laughs> you need you, eighteen you cameras. Get, you couldn't get the shot with twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> but the, Howard Hughes, the engineer, and what he did with uh, yeah. and it was able. I want it slippery. Slippery. Yeah. <laughs> I love Otis. I want it slippery, Otis. They did some great no plane more crashes. They did two great plane crashes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Awesome plane crashes, man. Um, the one where the one where he had to well, the really bad one where yeah. he had to pop himself out of it and he burns himself yeah. trying to oh, get the thing right. off yeah. when he keeps beating at it and beating at it, man. God uh, What's her name played awesome Hepburn. Yep. Uh Catherine Hepburn, brilliantly played by Camp. Kate Blanchett, Shoot, yeah, man, she, she was, was really good in this. And they had all those great walk-on roles that were great in this too. Lana Turner was played uh, by yeah. Uh, who played um, uh, Gwen Stefani? Played the, uh, Lana Turner. Was it Lana Turner? No, I don't think she's the bleach blonde one. Gandalf wasn't Gandalf. Wasn't Gandalf, <laughs> Gandalf. No, uh, not Gandalf. <laughs> you can't get that motherfucker's name. Ian Holm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not even his right Lord of the Rings character. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo. It's uh, Vin Diesel, the last witch hunter. <laughs> yeah. You can't just throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, it can't be forced, man. 
<laughs> it's got to be a natural, very fluid like. That's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, that whole when he's trying to get the sensors to put the breast picture man. Breast, oh my god, oh, the, yeah, the, for the poster. That is yeah. The funniest random scene in this whole movie. God. Was he in this movie? Uh, Martin Scorsese? He must have been, right? Did he do a small role in it? Because I knew he was in Gangs of New York. He was the matriarch of that family. I, I think it wasn't it, like... Uh, the one where she was stealing the shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they showed him at the dinner yeah, table yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love in, in this, there was a lot of actors that randomly came on, like I mentioned, but uh, a couple of them that I liked was Brent Spiner. Data. Uh, Data came in and he was one of the guys who was uh ahead of the airplanes then that was Alec that. Baldwin Alec Baldwin was so good in this mm. movie man not as good as he was in the, as he was in our next movie uh, yeah. I loved him in that uh oh. Patriot Act <laughs> we'll get there uh, but yeah I love that we got to see the progression of kind of wild man filmmaker to focused engineer to out of control OCD when he yeah. starts losing it and I'm going to go get the papers or uh, blueprints blueprints get the blueprints yeah. get the blueprints and it just goes over and over and over again it's insane to listen to well, when he was at the club he ordered the steak and with 12 peas that's yeah. right yeah. and then one of the guys reaches over and grabs a pee or something yeah. off his plate and yeah. he can't eat it yeah no, oh that like, was Daryl Flynn yeah, yeah the Jude Law that's right oh, wow. Jude Law oh Jude Law played that really, oh, really so and then he started yeah. getting in a fight like yep. Daryl Flynn would <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a great scene yeah he just yeah. they had to get out of there I mean you could just tell how off that put him like I mean he almost got sick when, yeah, he, yeah. when he touched that like. and back then now that would be not unusual you would Zola. you would realize people yeah, have uh, exactly. people know people with OCD or have uh, anxiety who have, uh, or autistic or have yeah. Asperger's and uh, issues like that and now you wouldn't even blink an eye at it back right. then it must have been insane oh yeah well, to the point where he wasn't even going to mention anyone yeah I mean she, he was what, germ- she must have thought he was a germaphobe mm-hmm like he, it probably germs. would have worked out with him and Catherine Hepburn if he was straight up with her or what was going on with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He isolated her majorly. I mean, he ruined that relationship. Yeah. But then she went on and married Spencer Tracy. Uh, and, yeah, who played Spencer Tracy in this? I don't know. Someone, some major actor played Spencer Tracy in this. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was to great, talk. too. We got to see... Uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Danny Houston. Danny Houston was great. You want me to buy the whole airline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him, man. He needs to do more flicks, man. So Gwen Stefani was Gene Harlow. Oh, Gene, Gene Harlow. Harlow. Yeah, that and makes sense. And who are you looking for? Uh, Lana Turner. Uh, Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy was... I don't know yet. Danny Houston, I see. Uh, Defoe was in this, huh? Yeah, Roland Sweet. I didn't know Defoe was in this. Uh, he was... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm not finding his cast name on here. Damn it, man. You're letting us down. I know. I know. Dead air. Dead air. I would just Google it. Dead air. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Dead air. <laughs> Watch, it's going well, still... to be one of person we don't know, so it's going to be a major letdown. All right. Don't worry. we got The Departed coming up. That'll br- yeah, there you go. That'll bust us right back up there. <laughs> Let's go on to The Departed. 2006. Love it. See it next. <laughs> Love it. See it next. Jack yeah. Nicholson. First friggin' time he's worked with Jack Nicholson. That's crazy. How the yeah. hell is that? And he's a Corman guy. Yeah. I mean, he's totally a Corman guy, so it makes no sense that he had not crossed paths with him up until this. And he still hasn't worked with him since, and I hope he does it again. Not a likable character. <laughs> so God, from much. like frame one, they yeah. showed how horrible. And this was basically, uh, what's his name? Uh, What's the gangster's name? 
um, Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger. Mm. Was it straight up Whitey Bulger in Pretty the m- movie too? Or did no. they, Frank Costello is what Frank they called him. But it was Whitey Bulger. But it was, yeah, yeah. It was an Irish mob yeah. in Boston in yeah. the in the. Arguably a better 80s. Whitey Bulger movie is Black Mass. Black Mass is way better, but uh, not as but entertaining. This was, this was more a story about Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon's characters. Yeah. Frank Costello was just kind of the conduit that kind yeah. of got to, uh, to tell these guys' story, which was fascinating. You've got these two kids, different backgrounds, you know. Uh, I liked Mark. Same Mark neighborhood. Martin. I like Mark. Oh, Mark he was, he was so good in this. <laughs> he was Mark just this. ready to fucking beat the shit out the of The first him. scene we saw him in, when yeah. he's like going off on uh, DiCaprio in the office yeah. and everything, you could tell, holy shit, this is a weird role for Mark Wahlberg. And it was a majorly supporting role. Remember, he was a big-ass star at this point where he just came in there and played he that second He hadn't done Scorsese cop. yet, though. Uh, no, he hadn't done Scorsese, which was great. And I, I think... The fact that he got to have that killer scene at the, uh, oh, the, the end? at the end, yeah. that would have done it for me just reading the script. I would have been like, um, oh my god, the movie's going to end like that. Martin I Sheen. I've worked for Martin free. Sheen. <laughs> Martin Sheen was really Martin good Sheen, really good in this. Really good. It was a great story. Yeah. I mean, of one, two different people coming in. One's corrupt. The other one's undercover. Yeah. It's acting with... and just Almost the, the same age, too, and... Uh, the guy that played... And you got to see him when they were younger, remember? You yep. got to see him as kids when they kind of start on. And I, the idea that Nicholson was such a insane mob boss that he would basically befriend a child yeah. in order to raise him, go through the police academy, yeah. just so he could have an inside guy to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain level of brilliance there and there's a certain level of the most sadistic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're like, literally fucking with some guy's life. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. He, he wanted the money, though. And it was yeah. an interesting like role when Jack Nicholson for, uh, takes the cocaine and throws it on the bed, yeah. tells the two girls, roll around until you're numb. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, he was a scumbag in that movie, man. Uh, but Matt Damon, an interesting character for him to play in this uh, movie. We've never seen him play this type of character. He was... Not a very glorious character. You thought he was kind of a scumbag every time you saw him. You know and who was the girl that he was trying to? Yeah, she's the girl that went on to do the Bates Motel. She's the one who oh, plays yeah, uh, yeah, the mom yeah. in the Bates Motel. Is it Virma, Vera, yeah. Famiglia, or something like that? V F are her initials. <laughs> <laughs> that much I can give you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, in the scene at the end, the scene on the rooftop. With the elevator, oh god! Like no, from the from the moment from the moment Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen goes to the uh, goes to the thing, and then yeah. you thought the scene was over two or three times. Oh my god! And uh, the guy from Twenty Four, yeah, and, and uh, Anthony Anderson was the, in this the, too, the black guy, yeah, yeah, who's famous on like Blackish now, and yep. uh he was great in this. Really, cool. who was um, who was uh, the henchman? His. Who's henchman? Oh yeah, Ray Winston, the Ray guy Winston. from Sexy Beast yeah. Man. He was really good in this. It, the scenes like where they broke off Leonardo DiCaprio's cast to see if oh, he was yeah. freaking uh, oh, in on this shit. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yep, love the Departed. All right, another another Leo. Leo, <laughs> great movie. Love this friggin' movie. I uh, it reminds me of a not anywhere even close to being. The same, but there's parts of it that remind me of a script I had written in the past. Uh, uh, this done way better. Is 2010's Shutter Island. 
God, man. Oh, yeah. That is a very fun-ass movie to watch. Yeah, once it starts it, all unraveling. Even the once second time. coming together. And we're probably going to have to spoil a shitload of this movie. I mean, you have to. You I can't mean, talk about yeah, Shutter yeah. Island. Yeah. <laughs> so it, we'll probably be talking about this movie for at least 10 minutes if you really want to watch Shutter Island. And I, I recommend you fast-forward our asses. Because yeah. it, is such a, it is a great movie. But if, you have, be 10 minutes. But if you have seen it, you can... Uh, through your speakers, gush with us of how the brilliance of this movie, man. Uh, it's so fun to watch the second time through or the third time through. Uh, once I've you know what is once. going on, yeah. it's so enjoyable. Yeah. And should we just start by saying what's going on and tell it that way? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we've got that spoiler yeah. uh, all up there. We don't do it much with movies. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is a patient at this you don't know that you don't know that he's a patient right basically as a viewer him and mark ruffalo right mark ruffalo mark ruffalo really show up movie. as as detectives as detectives on this yeah. really cool island that's sort sort like of a like a, it's like alcatraz, it's like alcatraz. no it was like a mental it was, yeah, a, it was more of a uh, it was a mental facility yeah, like yeah. a lot of the people just had free reign to go everywhere they did have a criminal ward but yeah. And they came in to investigate a murder, not or a really, missing person. Uh, a missing person, and uh, and it's very enjoyable once you know what's actually going on. What's going on? Well, is, but in you're you don't since you don't know that he's a patient there, you think that he's a cop, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I heard you say that. I wasn't but, sure if you. But what's him. going on is he's a patient there, and everyone at the facility is in on it. They all know that he's a patient, and he's part of this kind of experiment to help him kind of break from his uh who was his doctor was the, the great uh, ben kingsley ben kingsley there was one other guy yeah the uh guy from uh the dude you know yeah. the, the guy the old school guy from the from thing strange brew <laughs> <laughs> he was great Max von Sydow. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but it's so great watching this movie the second time through, The uh, especially when he's interviewing the nurses and the orderlies, and you could tell that they don't give a shit about any of these questions and that they're pissed off that they even have to take part in this kind of thing. Right. Uh, going through all this for one patient who has hurt all of them. Right. <laughs> because, I mean, he has. And... It, it's brilliant to watch it play out, man. You know who's great in this too is uh, John Carroll Lynch. That's right. Uh, really good. He's kind of the head guard that's yeah. kind of jumping around the whole the, place. The, the, uh, Elias Codius was in this too, and you've got that great guy from the guy uh, who played from, Freddy Krueger. Was he? Yeah, in? the Freddy Krueger guy from uh, Bad News Bears. He was so good, man. Semi pro. Is that what? Yeah, semi pro. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I don't remember that. He was He's, the guy in the audience. Yeah, he got he made, oh, uh, right. he made the half court shot yeah. like he was completely like stoned asleep, you know. And they were He's like, great. "Hey, go!" And he just throws it and makes it. He's another one of those next level actors, man, that just puts his all when he does a role, man. Yeah. And in this especially, he was that crazy guy in the yeah. cell that, mm-hmm. that was trying to tell. He was straight up telling. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio what was going on yeah. he didn't it was done in terms where he couldn't wrap his head around it and everything yeah uh, but it, it super satisfying once the reveal happened by Ben Kingsley when he goes up to the uh, the lighthouse and it was shot well yeah it, at that point I think you pretty much knew what was going on it just hadn't been confirmed completely yeah, yeah. but what was it though didn't he like kill his wife or no, something like wife that no his wife drowned their three children in the river 
uh-huh. and then he killed his wife. I got. And you. then basically yeah. at that point he kind of had a psychotic weird, break. Yeah. But he's also Reality. he had been he was part of the military group that had freed the people at Dachau. And he was having uh, flashbacks of that at oh, the same shit. time. Damn. So he had, he had a lot going on yeah. in the old noggin there, in the old duder's head. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah uh, it was a creepy scene towards the end when you, they did the flashback of the kids. Yeah. And she was lying in the kids. Oh, about, yeah. He had to haul out. It was, what's her name? Michelle Susan, Williams, Michelle was, Williams the, uh, was, was the mom. Yeah. And she played wonderfully Moms in this. Kids. So what did she do? Because I don't, I don't really remember. Anything. She was just crazy. Drowned she her just, kids in a river. And pulled their bodies out and then what? waited till the husband came home and laid him out on the lawn and said she was like Come she didn't see think our baby yeah she didn't think anything was wrong and uh, then yeah he couldn't help himself shot her susan smith is that the one yeah that's yeah i think that's the one there's she a couple there's one her, that she drove one that did it in the, the bathtub lake. and then there's one that yeah. did it in the lake oh, fucking Jesus. crazy man uh so yeah <laughs> it, w- it wasn't always such a downer <laughs> that scene was you got to see him break apart though but i love the idea that they were the idea that uh, Ben Kingsley told him <clears throat> that you've gotten better before. This is a loop. You know, yeah. you're good for a couple uh, weeks, and then you start falling back in this thing, thinking you're a, a cop trying to figure out what's going on, and you're kind of driving yourself crazy. Uh, and you don't realize, uh, almost right after that scene, he's on the steps, and Mark Ruffalo walks up to him. Remember, and Mark Ruffalo has always already been exposed that he's his doctor, mm. but then. When he's sitting with Leonardo Caprio, Leonardo Caprio just turns to him. He says, I don't know, Teddy. They got some weird stuff going around here. And Teddy's the character that he thinks he's there, that he's his partner. And you right. can realize he's yeah. already in the loop, man. Yeah. He's already back in there. He yeah. literally had been out for like two hours. And then they're escorting him to the lighthouse. And you don't know what happened at that point. Yeah. But it was a fabulous kind of thriller movie, man. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. And Leo was great in it. All right, we're going to go off from Leo for a second here. Because I love... This was a fun movie, and this was a movie, the only movie I've ever seen in 3D, modern 3D. I've seen some of the older ones, like the Freddy uh, one in the theater in 3D. But this was the first modern one I saw in 3D. Didn't much care for the 3D part of it. I would have enjoyed the movie. I love the movie. I've seen it since then, and uh, it's great. But I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more in the theater without the 3D. I can't do it. What was it? Hugo. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. The, uh, what a weird choice of actors. He's so good in it, though. He's great in it. With the Doberman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's ben been, I saw this one time. Yeah. It's really and good, though. And it's one of those movies that's... It's, it's in the train station? Yes, yeah, it's in the train station in, like, Paris. Because okay. from the train station, from the clock, you can see the, uh, Eiffel, Tower. the Eiffel Tower. Uh, the 3D, yeah. I, I Since then, I've said, yeah, maybe if you're going to what see... Because this wasn't a straight-out action movie. It was kind of a... Yeah. It had action. It had comedy. It had drama. It had all what that. What did they do with the 3D? A, what? It was just everything that was supposed the, to be running. The gears and the, the clock stuff. The, the Doberman stuff? in the foreground and stuff. It just... I could see 3D being good if you were doing an animated film or an action film, uh, possibly, with Ratatouille, skyscrapers. 3D. <laughs> the Witch Hunter in 3D. That's a fucking loop. <laughs> I'm hoping the dope is that one for him. <laughs> I felt we owed it to him. <laughs> but Hugo, it stars this. This kid is super famous now. Did you, did you ever watch that sex education show on uh, Netflix? It's so fucking funny, dude. It's wife, like a British Maria com- watches it. It's a British comedy. It's really good. But it stars the kid from Hugo. Uh, when he, Austin Butterfield. Yeah, he also was uh, Ender. 
from Ender's Game. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. And he was young in this movie, and he was really amazing in it. And what's the Chloe girl's name? Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, she's the girl that means kick ass and let the right one in. Yeah, let the let me in. Let the right one is the Swedish version of it. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> Loved her in that. <laughs> <laughs> she was young. Just directed Yofita to Sal's Pizza. <laughs> well, now we're going all over the place. Fusion upon fusion has happened. <laughs> yeah, this movie was Extra fun, pepperoni. man. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> or a- extra anchovies. Extra anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, did you order extra anchovies? <laughs> uh, let's get this back on track, man. Yeah, <laughs> so he's his father was like the clock. Uh, he controlled the clock at the train station, mm-hmm. and his father ends up dying. I guess and. This kid is taking over, and he's got like remember he's got tunnels through the whole fucking yeah, yeah, system yeah. and everything. He's trying to catch him. That's what the Doberman was trying to do. Yeah, right? and there's this whole fantasy element going on. Remember, there's a key to a uh, secret box, and yeah. they can't get in. And he meets that Chloe girl who has a key on her necklace that goes to the same exact box. And you've got Ben Kingsley, who's kind of the cartankuous, I guess, uh, shop owner there. But behind it was the like deep in this movie of all these cool stuff and. Uh, the fun stuff with Sasha Baron Cohen playing the angry kind of security guard with his Doberman running around, which was a huge element to it. And you had different people that they were showing, almost kind of rear, rear window style, where you were seeing the different people that would come into the train station at that time, interacting with other people. Uh, and their uh, interactions with the Hugo character would kind of change them. There was the interesting story about the, the origin of film, in this movie. Do you remember that? Where uh, Ben Kingsley... V- vaguely. He was behind... Remember the very first image on film was the train coming mm-hmm. towards the audience and everyone jumping out of the way yeah, of the yeah. audience? Oh, that wow. was the film that they, this movie was kind of all about that was kind of integrated through what was going on uh, in the train station. So it was an interesting uh, kind of fable that he ended up telling that kind of got that out there uh that no one really knew the history of film so i thought it was clever with that all the actors are great in it sasha baron cohen's great in everything you put him in serious stuff you can put him in absolute i i like him in more set roles than i do as as like uh borat and stuff like that you know talladega nights i loved him in uh the the butcher what's the uh sweeney todd he was so good sweeney todd my god have you seen sweeney todd uh, no, time. I never have. Oh man, dude, you need to check that shit out, man. That's a musical I would uh, recommend because it's unbelievable. There aren't vi- too many. This, yeah, this is the top one because it's unbelievably violent and funny and clever. Have you heard about Sasha Baron's uh, Cohen's show? It's called like This Is America. Oh, it's called Who Is America? Yeah. No, I haven't heard. Of he that. interviews different. Oh, he I interviews saw a clip, different. I think. He I interviews different clip, politicians and stuff, and makes them look ridiculously stupid. Well, but he's like, in disguise, right? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. like the one that I've seen, he's like he's dressed up and he's in front of these people. It's in Arizona, and he's telling these people that they're going to put the world's largest mosque in their town and it's like a room full of like 30 white people and they're just like well hell no we don't want that like just like so racist as fuck oh, like man. and he's like no you don't understand he's just exposing it's- what oh it there. is yeah, it I absolutely is fight him these people have threatened he's like hey i'm just life. exposing what everyone else there has feared yeah no <laughs> I, I mean it's it's very eye-opening but it's yeah. also just absolutely fucking hysterical oh, yeah. like he 
he will never break character. No, 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 absolutely <laughs> he has the not. Impossible. Yeah, that I don't think he's capable. He will of ever beat your character. ass as Borat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really, really good, and I think that's what makes him a great actor when you can bring him in to actually do a set role for something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he kind of elevated Hugo just knowing he was in it, and yeah, his small scene in Sweetie Todd. Oh, so good in it. Hmm. All right, this next movie. This was a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I I enjoyed it. I thought they went overboard at a couple different uh, points in it, but. I mean, you still can't argue that it wasn't fun, was The Wolf of Wall Street, 2013, man. I mean, on the surface, it's a major drug movie that just happens to kind of center around a real dude who, in real situations, can you tell us about that Um, guy? He's... In the business world, he's got to be pretty famous. He's balling now. He started... I think he's banned from trading. Really? He started the... What was his name? Penny Stock. I can't remember his name. Like... The problem was people, Jordan. Is he, it Jordan? He was something, maybe. He was trading penny stocks, which can move in value very quickly. You can make a ton of money. Yeah. And he just set up a shop with telephones, and yeah. and people were just calling up doctors and trying to get him to buy into these. And they would make more money on the commissions, and they that they didn't <laughs> care about the trades. It was a is a kind of a pyramid scheme, yeah, it was sort like, of. Like but a, not but really. he like came, he kind of came up with that system. He right? came up with that system, yeah, and just used it to make a lot of money. Because at the time there wasn't anything wrong with it. Like it was kind of like a loophole that he kind of found, yeah. right? And it's the same loophole with the crash in two thousand nine, where they those debt, um, those debt collateral obligations uh-huh. that they put a bunch of mortgages into together, right? And you can. You can bet on the value of them, yeah. uh, just like a stock almost. Right. And uh, things get crazy hey. when you let people right. do. Jordan Belfort. Yeah. Yeah. Man, John Bernthal was so good in this too. Uh, Jonah Hill Punisher. was Man, Jonah Hill was amazing. really good. Amazing. Because Jonah yes. Hill, you don't see him playing this yeah. role ever. And just his outfits in it. I oh love when he God. first approaches him at the diner. Yeah. Uh, and everything. And you want to go smoke some crack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the whole scene, and this is where it was kind of over the top, but it's still super fun when they uh, when they took all the drugs. And they were partying. And in them, really. They were partying. They weren't kicking in, and they were super pissed. Yeah, and the lemons. And, yeah, and then it all of a sudden kicked in to the yeah. point where he destroyed his freaking Lamborghini. Every, and he, he him just, crawling across the floor. Oh, he my trying gosh. To Get the Jonah Hill not. He's trying to, the <laughs> all he's trying to do is to get Jonah Hill not to, to talk, talk on, the, on phone. the phone. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's in like slow motion. Oh, oh. man, it must have been a really crazy day on the Who set. Who was the cop trying to investigate him? Oh, that's it. Was uh, Russell Crowe right? Was it Russell Crowe? Really? It? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm. Oh no! It was George. It was the guy from Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good in this. He was good. Yeah, when he met him on the uh, on oh, the yacht, Chan- yeah, on the Kyle yacht, Chan- he's just he just throwing money after him. He just him. couldn't yeah. help himself at the tease. Well, we, the the main meat of this movie was that kind of insane party atmosphere that yeah. was at the kind of offices mm-hmm. and everything, where none of the people gave a fuck, dude. Yeah, none of the people worked for him, and you could tell that they almost worshipped him like he was a god. Well, I mean, they whatever were making, he they said, they're making shitloads yeah. of money. I mean, they and had partying and partying, strippers and, and cocaine. It was insane. In, both male and female strippers, yep. you know, cocaine at the fucking office, like. Just go nuts, go yeah. wild, you know, just sell, 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 man. This was kind of our first introduction to Margot Robbie, too, before yeah. she became Harley Quinn, and That's now right. uh, she's going to be in the new uh, Tarantino movie. Uh, 
Sharon Tate, so it's going to be insane to see her. But the, yeah, there's some crazy scenes in this movie with him and Hell her when yeah. they were doing drugs. Uh, was he sucking uh, some shit up or out of her ass? And uh, probably, yeah, I think he, he was doing some weird shit. I probably, I blocked that part out. No, that was a <laughs> scene. I know. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, it was intense, man. He went wild on this movie. I, yeah. I this think, is the type of movie my wife does not like. Yeah, she doesn't like to see that kind of dumb no, and, shit, and, over the top stuff. And, but it happens. No, I, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel almost similar to how she feels with it. It, I think I should have loved this movie a lot more than I did. I really enjoyed it, but because I thought it was like, I thought they were all assholes, man. Yeah, there yeah. was no redeeming person no. into it when you were kind of for the fbi guy yeah. <laughs> you know i wanted him to get caught yeah, man yeah. i wanted jonah hill to make that phone call yeah oh. and, and all of that to happen so i did not feel bad for him and then and then it just kind of went south from there and then he kind of bounced back uh in his life after this right yeah he um so I mean, become an instant re-celebrity, I mean, for sure, when the movie came out. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I don't remember what he was doing, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he lives in Florida or something like that, and he's... (laughs) Where all that trashy behavior was born. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it it certainly must have been fun for uh, Leo to come on and play, too. He he did it perfect. Him and Jonah Hill, man, were hilarious uh, together. Did Jonah Hill win an Oscar for that? Best Don't supporting think role? so. He might have been nominated for Golden Globe. That seems more of a Golden Globe uh-huh. role to be nominated for. Uh, we should mention Martin Scorsese's won only one Oscar for directing. Do you know what no movie that shit. is? Let's test yourself. Oh, wow. Um, one decade. Oh, shit, man. You want that much help? <laughs> I'll give you a decade. Uh, I'll give you its... Uh, is it on the list? Yeah, it's definitely on the oh, list. Um, it is after 99. <laughs> After 99, well, I'd say Gangs in New York. Yeah. That's where you go? Oh. Oh, man. There's so many good ones <laughs> on there, though. Yeah, I know. It's weird that like, he, he's been like nominated. There's like three more on there he's that I'd be like, oh, He's been nominated for like every single one. movie on there. Uh, nomination, for sure. But So it has Leo in it. <laughs> that, that <doesn't, laughs> I'm not giving you that. It could yeah, be Hugo. No, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? He's second-guessing. Uh, yeah, The Departed. The, that's what you're going with? What are you going with? I'll say Gangs of New York. Always The Departed. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Departed. That happens, man. Some of these people just... Nicholson makes a lot. He's a kingmaker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure it got other uh, awards, too, that year. I'm not sure. Nicholson probably got nominated. Was that the last but, one on the list? Uh, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, last one. But we could talk a little... Why don't you pull up the list for The Irishman? I want to see character names here. Uh, IMDb for sure has it. Probably what is, the Google, too. And the the premise is on it too. I know it has to do with Jimmy Hoffa. I'm not sure who we're following in that movie, uh, and I know clearly we've got De Niro, Pacino, and Joe Pesci. I know they have the cast should be online uh, for it. And uh, I can already tell they got high budget. Yeah, I mean because <laughs> that was 2013. So he has done some uh, some minor stuff after Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not sure what it has, but now being 2019 when it's going to come out, so that's like six years later. <laughs> it's going to be a killer one. So the cast says there's 389 people. Holy crap! Would you it's like me production. to go through them? Well, yeah, I think it's in post production <laughs> from 300. No, just give us the big dudes. Uh, give us the big So dogs. it says Anna Paquin, Robert De Niro. Now, tell us their character names too. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin is Peggy Sheeran. Okay. Uh, Robert De Niro is Frank Sheeran. Al Pacino is Jimmy Hoffa. Pacino is Hoffa. Uh, Jesse Plemons is oh, Chuckle, Plemons, Chuck, 
Chucky O'Brien. Man, has he not worked with Jesse Plemons until now? Was he in Wolf of Wall Street? or He wasn't. Uh, was he in The Departed? No. Damn, man. Jesse Plemons so good. Joe Pesci is Russell Buffalino. Was that De Niro? Um, was that Danny Vu's character? I don't know. It would make sense that he would be uh, he would be that guy. Bobby Carnavale is in it. Yeah, uh, he's Felix Skinny Razor de Tulio. Ray Romano. Fucking a man! This is like the cast of that. Uh, Ray Romano is probably Joe Pesci's brother. This is interesting uh, because you ever watched that? Uh, what was it on HBO? There was a vinyl. It lasted for like one season or something. Mm-mm. This is like the cast of vinyl. Ray Romano was killed it in that show. Hmm. Ray Romano was going through another phase in his life where he's going to start cool winning again? Oscars. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> well, no, I well, always love I mean, them. everybody loves Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I love Ray Romano, man. You're knocking Ray Romano I liked him here. in Fargo. Uh, I like the other guy. Have you not seen Bobby his... Carnival, yeah. No. You should see his uh, HBO special where he goes around golfing and doing stand-up comedy. You'd probably enjoy that. Sounds like I'd two, watch that. I like two things. I like, I like golfing and I like stand-up comedy. See? Yeah. I like Ray Romano. I'm not... <laughs> I, know. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big cast right there. This yeah, is going to be mean, massive. What, what was the synopsis that they have listed there on IMDb for uh, it? Let's see here. It doesn't say. Uh, the really? details we have... Uh, huh, that's weird. Doesn't really have They're keeping this shit super quiet. Yeah. It's about Jimmy Hoffa. I saw an image. Yeah. I told you. I sent that image to you that yeah, I had yeah. seen mm-hmm. them all getting out, and they all looked great. I mean, there's a video here. Um, <laughs> we don't want to play. You want to just press? I'll press play, and we'll put it next to the microphone. <laughs> no, but yeah, you can see uh, Pacino all made up there. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. They don't have a release date for it yet, either? Uh. Nope. nope. It just says fall of 2019. Fall of 2019. So they are definitely that's keeping around this the corner. It's totally around the corner. There's a lot of good movies coming out, and The Irishman's definitely going to be one of them. I predict there'll be. You cannot have that cast in that subject manner and not guess that they're going to get Oscar nominations up the ass. Oh, yeah. So. They, they checked uh, the schedule to see what else was coming out. What's going to be our competition? Man, it would have been great if they worked Nicholson back in that. That would have been awesome, man. Because you look at this list, and they've got several actors that he uses a lot, obviously, DiCaprio. And this is another departure from uh, working with him. I mean, DiCaprio's off with Tarantino right now, so that he's fine. <laughs> yeah. He won't starve. Leo won't be out of work. <laughs> but some of these actors and actresses he's worked with in the past, I'd love to see him work with again. John C. Riley, I would love to see John C. Riley with him. Nicholas Cage is on his own like kind of spirit quest right now when it comes to movies. <laughs> there's there's another one. Um, that is that I what s- you calling it? <laughs> yeah. He's totally. There, there's one, and I you mean, need to watch Mandy next time you're over, dude. You the cover looks very similar to Mandy. The description sounds very similar. Oh like, yeah. His wife gets killed, and he has to like somehow go. From what I am imagining, like it's Mandy. like, yeah, it, like he has to go like between heaven and hell to get oh, her back or something like I that. Mean, like purgatory. Yeah, maybe. Like, <laughs> I am on the Nick Cage uh, re- revitalizing Dude, he's, tour, he's, man. Yeah, he's with like all this crazy stuff he's doing. I I'm enjoying it. it. Yeah, he's got Mandy. So mom and Dad was good. He had to go back to work. He owed the IRS so much money. Yeah. Did he? Was he? Was, he was. He was one of those guys caught by the IRS. He just. He bought the. He spent a million dollars. Oh, is that on why he sold his comic collection? Yeah, yeah. they sold the Superman. He oh, sold his T Rex. He had the best comic had book one of the best, of anybody. He had in, like, one of the best preserved T Rex skulls. Yeah. He's ever. a he's a wow. big pop culture geek yeah. man. He loves pop culture. He tried he tried to have sex with Elvis's daughter just because he loved Elvis so much. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> we didn't do a Nick Cage pod. He might have to be one of our next action guys. Yeah, that'd man. be awesome. He, he, he's done a lot, man. If you think from his yeah, early go, stuff, go um, online and 
Google uh, Nicolas Cage loses his shit. <laughs> and some people have put some pretty good compilations together. Oh, yeah. I think the, ca- I think the trailer for Mandy would pop up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just it, just him going crazy for like 20 yeah. different movies. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I might have to go on a Nick Cage marathon and watch from you. You go with the snake eyes snake to eyes. face off. To face off. All those uh, yeah, Even some of his early stuff with like uh, my Honeymoon in Vegas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that. Honeymoon in Vegas. Can't good. forget Ghost Rider. Well, they, they tried. You can. So, <laughs> Scorsese is still around making movies. He should definitely work some of these actors back in. Tom Cruise hasn't worked with Tom Cruise since 1986, man. It's crazy. I'm telling you, that's my prediction. That would be awesome. The next Color of Money movie, because he's doing Top Gun right now. He's yeah. doing, and I hear it's awesome. I yeah. hear they're in production. John Hamm's on set, who sounds like he's perfect for that fucking movie, just the way he looks that's screaming like Air Force. Well, so I know that uh, Tommy and Marty both listen to the pod, so, you know, yeah. we'll, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll give us yeah, a call. Yeah, we'll, get together? Yeah, <laughs> they'll probably give us a call. We'll get it, yeah. you know, worked out. 2%. Yeah. I gave you the idea. Come on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure there's a script already written for it. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Next week, we've got some cool, cool stuff, man. I haven't done a, a horror pod in a while. This is a kind of the best of both worlds fusion. Horror comedy is coming up next week. And then the week after that, straight up comedy with a John Candy retrospective. It's going to be great. Hell like, yeah. It's going to have to either be long or we're just going to have to like bust, move, bust through, through it. Because yeah. this is like 26 movies on my list. Yeah, I, I was like, if this is a retrospective, we're not leaving any of these fucking movies up. Because yeah. John Candy is amazing in all of them. I'll make it too. Well, I'll cut that slice right in half. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be intended when we're recording it to be cut in half. But if we go uh, long, that's how I'll do. But yeah, horror comedy, love it. It's one of my favorite fucking things. I was telling my wife just the other day, I said, that is what's absolutely great about 80s horror comedy is you either love it because it's awesome or you love it because it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it's just so amazing for both purposes. It's kind of the... Lines are seriously blurred with me now mm-hmm. that I'm like on IMDb giving 10 to Slumber Party Massacre because yeah. I was like, I love it, man. It's, it's awesome. To me, that's a fucking phenomenal movie. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be a fun pod. Hell yeah. Yep. If you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, check us out. Facebook, Fascinating with Films. We're also on Twitter at Dupree Podcast. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, you can give us a like or a comment. That would be cool. And uh, what else did I forget? Email. Our email is uh, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. So, yeah. Nothing else to say. I no. think we're all good. <laughs> Leave on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> That's how like the like Stanza leaving the room. Stanza. <laughs> Charlie M., you make me pop your fucking eye out of your head to protect that piece of shit.